Hello, and welcome back to the Dublin Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Wyatt. Hello. Alex. Hello. <laughs> Brett, I guess we're doing head shakes as the intro of this time. Hello. <laughs> uh, as well as the Game I Awards cannot. nominees, because we got a game, bunch of Game Awards nominees to look at, which we'll get to in just a moment. But first, the game industry has to answer for their sins. Because, oh, oh boy, we've had some, some spicy takes this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick Gordon's situation has more developments. We're not going to talk at length about this because Bethesda's statement largely boils down to nothing. Um, yeah. It's, it's I think it's... Defending it's not the party. But it's also a... They are not saying any proof of anything for legal reasons. Which could mean a thousand things. So we're we're just going to leave that until any other important actual things happen with this. But it just is Bethesda and um, id Software and McGordon are not on good terms right now. So, yeah, that's the big takeaway right now. Uh, y'all know Pokemon. I, I do Boy, know I do. Pokemon. <laughs> Poke, wait, wait, Why Poke do you works? mention that? Pokey uh, the Pokey, the Pokemans. No, <laughs> okay, you're not at work. You're not at work. Boy. You're, you're at home. You're, at home. you're having fun. Okay. Son, put the tuna down. <laughs> Alright, so the reason I'm bringing up Pokemon is, uh, I, I've been playing a little bit of it, not very much, just haven't had a lot of time, and a lot of other people I know are playing a lot more of it, <laughs> some of whom are already almost done with the game, uh, but this this era of Pokemon, this generation of Pokemon has had a very interesting couple of initial impressions coming out, because, oh my god, it got below an 8. On review scores for like the first time in a long time a pokemon game has gotten relatively not necessarily middling but lower positive reviews and these is are almost entirely because oh my lord this game runs and looks really bad while also being super cool in terms of like what it brings to pokemon as a franchise but man there is something going on here yeah. because Ooh, uh, I follow a, a person on Twitter who's a. Frames. Uh, I'm gonna find this this person's name so I can credit them properly. But there is a an account Delany King at Delany King Rocks on Twitter, who is a tech artist, character artist on a number of AAA games. Um, she has put a very extensive tech review. Of the reasoning why Pokemon looks really bad and how to improve it. And it's really interesting to read this long set of threads here going into like all the individual problems as to why they didn't do vertex painting a good way. Where for people that don't know, vertex painting is you can have uh, when you have textures on the ground and like geometry on the ground. Instead of using a texture for every single thing to denote what it looks like, you can have color values that kind of interpolate between the vertexes that can be really powerful for terrain and you can also add on textures to it so you get like a nice mix of things but for whatever reason they don't add the textures <laughs> in pokemon so it's just a smooth interpolation between like green to brown Ew. for <laughs> which looks really weird and just to, to make sure i wasn't going crazy and that this actually looked as bad as i thought it did i went and booted up morrowind <laughs> Oh god! On my PC, because <laughs> Morrowind has the same. I don't know if it's vertex painting because it's a much much older game. I don't even know if that was a yeah. thing at the time. Um, 
but it has the texture fading that you would want from this, which doesn't exist in the 2022 Pokemon game. You know, a game that came 20 years later. Bizarre. It is actually bizarre. And man, it's a shame because the game is actually pretty fun, but it just breaks. This is like cyberpunk level jank in terms of... Oh, God. Of it breaking in the... There's like I was walking around. The, I did the tutorial, and for the most part, it performed fine in the tutorial. But there were some there were some like bits where the frame rate would slow very slowly, kind of like what Sword and Shield did, but nothing too bad. Uh, nothing that affected me enjoying the game. And then I got to the first like open section where you can go into the open world proper, and it was fine everywhere but one spot on the road, looking in one direction. It would just stutter, and I'm talking like two frames a second. Oh, for yeah, the second that, that I'm in that spot <laughs> and when I'm moving the camera I'm like what is going on this is <laughs> I, I've also seen a lot of stuff with um the the jumping animations for your your rideable legendaries yeah and oh the yeah they didn't can... program a way for the back you can back jump up terrain that you really shouldn't be able to and then also they didn't like test uh, that <laughs> go, going off of that that you can get out of bounds really easily in the game mm-hmm. yeah that's a, the, also, the first thing um, you test with in QA for like terrain bounds is if you move backwards, does it behave correctly? Because oftentimes it doesn't. <laughs> you need to find that out to fix it. I guess they just didn't fix it. I um I saw one where I think someone got on like a bike, and then his character model was became really <gasps> gigantic and like stretched out. Yeah, giraffifying. Yeah, yeah. It looks a bit yeah. like um that that Fallout Four and Fallout Seventy Six <laughs> bug where like you get inside of the uh, the power armor, and then your guy just becomes this weird like weirdly proportioned creature. And he's just kind of like <laughs> walking around like this. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's just very strange because I think if this didn't have any tech issues, this would be a pretty universally loved Pokemon game for sure. Um, yeah. Because the the world is is very good looking until you get close to anything. That's <laughs> it. it kind of has you can see that they were going for that like Studio Ghibli look, which the barest form of it is visible. <laughs> the think, barest what, form. One of the non performance complaints that I heard about it was there is no more character outfit customization anymore. You're I haven't found uniform. any, but I'm also still very close to the tutorial, but there is way more character customization. There's like a full character yeah. creator this time around. Um, and I, to be honest, I kind of, I get why the clothing customization isn't there. If it is, cause you're like a student, I don't agree with it and I don't like it, but uh, this being a game made by Japanese developers set in a, a school, I can understand the the logic that would lead to that decision, and I don't I don't think it's like a malicious decision or anything. I think it was just they just didn't think it was important. Whether or not that's true, I think other people probably really wish it did stick around. But yeah, yeah. I think it's really really funny that this is the the current state of Pokemon, and some people have been ba- blaming the Switch hardware. Go play Breath of the Wild or something because that game looks and runs that's... so much better. <laughs> That's the thing is that you, it's kind of like a 50 50 where it's like, OK, yeah, you can't really blame the switch because other games that run on it and our open world run well. However, all of those games were co-developed by the same group of people. And if only one group of people, Monolith Soft, knows how to make a game that big, I mean, not that necessarily because like, The Witcher well. 3 looks pretty good on switch and doesn't have a ton of issues. How like, does Doom? Doom uh, runs fine. Panic run button switch. has done a, yeah. a bunch of good ports. I, I think that that argument 
doesn't have it is way to harder to do the that switch. on the switch than it is on other consoles and the switch is old enough and underpowered yeah. enough relative to the other consoles Ooh. where i still think that's a good I, a good enough I, argument and, and if you had a i just really, find it really if, if you had a really good looking pokemon game too you that argument makes more sense but from everything we've seen there's no excuse given how this this release looks there's no excuse for how bad it runs in comparison mm. to like yeah. especially other panic button ports like there's there's no excuse whatsoever yeah it's uh, it's, it's very I, like, strange the the most mind-boggling one for me is that if you have two joy cons plugged in and you put you hold the stick forward on both of them your character will run twice as fast because <laughs> that's I, I I literally don't understand. I li like I never heard of that. Like that's that's the type of like Rainbow Six Siege level glitch where I've never I don't comprehend that. I don't you know how that can to, happen. You, you would have to like program that. You'd have to do game. that on purpose. No, right? what, how do you accidentally I, do that? What happened? Because this is the thing that happens if you're developing a game in Unity and you use the controller and you don't do any modifications and just attach a move speed variable to your character. <laughs> And then set it to your, your stick. If you hold both sticks on, on two different controllers, that modifier, unless you cap it, will go to two <laughs> because you have two oh sticks. <laughs> because unless you bound a controller input, they don't read the same way on every every platform. So whatever their engine is doing is is not capping that and it's letting you <laughs> to plug two controllers in it. Bonkers. It's the kind of issue that like a QA department should have found super quickly, and they probably did. Like that's the thing I imagine is QA is very good at their jobs. They're gonna find the issues. Someone so just made the, the call that this wasn't reports... important to fix. But but where do the reports get lost that they do not even get lost? They might just not have had enough time to act upon yeah. them. Well, yeah. and that's that's another question because like I I haven't uh, played it personally. So my question is like is the actual like gameplay and and balancing like it is. Like how how good is that if like they're they're missing in QA? It's felt fine so small far. things. Like, but I think a lot of that is that Pokemon balance is is mostly numerical and can be graphed out pretty easily because it's not that complicated of a system that you can't do a lot of paper balancing. So, okay, I I wouldn't worry too much about balance because unless they did something really crazy, it's Pokemon balance. It's gonna feel like Pokemon. Yeah. Um. I will say the world is really big, like way bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, it, I think calling this an open world game is actually justified compared to like Sword and Shield, where you had so many limited areas. This time you've got like cave dungeony type things you can go into and all sorts of cool uh, areas that you can say, see. So, I, I thought we would need to be many, many years into the future to see a moment where people are actually clamoring for a game to go open world. <laughs> It's like Pokemon. It makes so much sense. It, it makes does so it does. much it sense. Does. I just think it's. I just think it's so funny because like we've talked about like Halo Infinite transition to open world, for instance, and in this case, everyone's like, "Please, it really." Make I don't think open, open world, world is necessarily the problem. It's just give me a over-the-shoulder camera for Pokemon where I can yeah. run around with my partner Pokemon. That's really what I think people want. Uh, and the no, open world I, I mean, is a I'm side effect even... of that working really well yeah. with that design. But yeah, I'm not even saying that's like the issue with the game. I just think it's funny how like. Uh, and and it, and it seems to be working well for Pokemon too, and that's what people want, which is great. It's just funny they that we're now, right. in a, yeah. And it seems like now we're, it's it's just funny we're in a situation of like, God, please go open world, <laughs> when like in yeah. every other case it's like, no, don't do that, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the suspicion I think a lot of people have. 
excuse me, as to why the game is is running so poorly is that they do not have a proper culling system, and which yeah. in games culling is referring to how objects are out of sight are not rendered or not loaded so that they don't affect performance. Uh, something here is going on with that because it, it's pretty clear that their their culling set setup is not working correctly or it was not thought out well enough. Um. A lot of that can be that there's a reason a lot of open world games have really big height differentials in areas because if a mountain or a building hides a bunch of stuff from your view, you don't need yeah, to load that stuff, which means the game runs better in that area. Um, so the fact that Pokemon doesn't really try for that is a little bit concerning. I, I have a feeling it's just they haven't developed an open world game before and they didn't know these pitfalls and now they've run into all of them but it's for most companies that these are pitfalls are that they ran into in it. 2010 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, all right let's move, move on from the pokemon train we'll end up talking about this more i'm sure but the performance as of right now is really bad hopefully there are patches on the way but you never know you really never know with <laughs> especially japanese what? developers yes I mean, Sword Shield got Never. a good amount of support, but these are large issues. They are not small issues. Again, like, a cyberpunk scale comparison is not out of place here. I agree. It is real rough. All right. Well, at least we know that Nintendo isn't going to be pulling it from the eShop anytime soon. No, Unlike they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Little, little known game franchise that I don't know if anyone else here has played called Risk of Rain. Mm. I, I've heard and watched very fun. I've, I've played mm. Risk of Rain too. Risk of I Rain watched. has been historically under development by the Hopo Games indie team. It has oh, now this, been this... purchased by Gearbox. Yeah. So all future Risk of Rain 2 updates are handled now by Gearbox. That's the part that has me nervous. The rest of this I'm fine with because Risk of Rain as an IP I don't think is that valuable. I, no, not really. The IP is not why people play the game, it's because of the gameplay. Uh, and Hopo can do that in a different IP very easily. So I, I'm not concerned yeah. about Hopo with this because they're probably getting a lot of money from the sale. Um, so I'd imagine this is the right move for them. But for Gearbox, I just I don't see the value of this. I think this is a really weird acquisition, especially because they're not acquiring the team. They're just yeah, getting I think, the, I think the IP. Yeah, I so... A year or so ago, didn't they say that they were like producing for, yeah, for Hapu Hopo or whatever? So that's then like people were already like they had a working relationship, that. but there wasn't. Yeah, this is just um, a strange situation. It's yeah. it's weird. I wonder. I, I would imagine like the price must have been like handsome enough for the devs just be like, this is fine. We're okay with saying goodbye to this because at at this point, let's face it, like. If you see something as by the risk of rain two devs, you know, I I would be like excited to see what it is. It's just that yeah. like they have that good of a reputation from like going from small projects to bigger ones that I just you know, I'm excited to see what they do now that they are kind of forced to do something different. Uh but at the same time, again, uh the best case scenario is that Gearbox does not touch Risk of Rain mm -hmm. 2 and leaves it exactly how it is so that they do not ruin a game that is already good. And that if it takes them 10 years to come out with Risk of Rain 3 and it's a uh, doo-doo feces, then that can be its own game that nobody has to touch. Yeah, I, I suspect here what might be the play they're going for is releasing DLC for Risk of Rain 2, which already has a huge install base. And mm -hmm. Gearbox is like, 
Borderlands designers, I'm sure, could do some fun stuff with Risk of Rain 2. So I hope that's the direction they go in and not we're going to grind this franchise into a dust <laughs> under the heel of... Snort it uh, through a dollar bill. <laughs> Gearbox. Yeah, I think that's... I don't think that'll happen here, mostly because I, I think they know that this franchise is not that valuable in terms of people sticking around if the game gets bad. Like, if the game is bad, people are going to stop playing Risk of Rain. They're going to go back and play yeah. older versions of it with mods instead of the stuff that they produce. So I think they know there's an onus on them to get this right. At the same time, I, I just don't see the value here. This is a... Yeah. I, I'm sure I they can prove was... me wrong. I think they they were under the assumption of like people like this game, people like this franchise. We know now by this franchise, but it's like you said, it's more about the that's gameplay a very, is really that's good. A very Western AAA way to think. Like, well, yeah. well, what are we dealing with here? Gearbox makes sense, <laughs> but it's it doesn't translate to indie <laughs> outside of very specific circumstances. Of like, I could see someone acquiring the IP of Hyperlight Drifter. And that being a big deal, and then making like a 3D first person, not the first person, but like a, a 3D over the shoulder Hyperlight Drifter game. I could see that having some attachment, but Risk of Rain is just a weird one because yeah. they're already so it's different. Not... There's no yeah, story to is... the IP, it doesn't have a very strong setting. So, yeah. That is the thing is that they are producing a Hyperlight Breaker. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And I gotta say, if. Uh, Randy decides to get his slimy, grubby hands on that property any more than he already has them. I'm gonna be getting a little bit nervous. Suspicious. Don't touch Randy. that. Oh, Randy. <laughs> Do <not> touch that. <laughs> Randy. Give them money. Work. Don't touch it. Oh, Randy. <laughs> yep. All right. The only other, I think, big piece of news for this week so far is that uh, Riot Games and Ubisoft have teamed up to work on something called the Zero Harm and Comms Research Project which is an AI-driven solution to detect harmful behavior in game chat rooms huh. and curb <laughs> some uh, instances of things like bullying. I think League and, of Legends Riot, is certainly the franchise the... to do this with. <laughs> I was gonna say, and Riot, the people responsible for League of Legends. And Ubisoft RPI. Rainbow Six Siege also has a very bad <laughs> reputation in terms of community. Um, I, I would like to point our direction towards Brett's expression right now. Anyone that's listening to this podcast may not be able to see it, but his expression is hilarious, and it kind of sums up my reaction to this news perfectly. <laughs> it's like if Shinji's dad was pleased with himself. I There are levels to this that will likely yeah. not be truly seen for the next 10 years. But when this thing turns against us and starts only knowing like horrible, horrible slur filled language, then the riot community is to blame, and so is Rainbow Six Siege. This is this is such a weird I understand like the, the thought process is like this problem is too big for us. Let's just make a brain that can deal with it for us because this it's just too much to deal with. That's how you how get racist is it AI. Do but, also, but yeah, how is it going to do that? I don't understand. Well, that's the thing with this. So this is not a thing that is being implemented into any games. This is a research initiative. So okay. the way to treat this is as this is a scientific project, essentially. Uh, that's okay. it, not actually quote unquote scientific, but this is a a project to figure out ways to tackle this problem. It is not they are tackling the problem. So this is the pre stage of any actual solution being deployed. It is them doing research into if this is a viable thing. 
Um, and I get why, because I think time and time again, video gamers have proven that they can be truly vitriolic in the worst ways, mm-hmm. and that they inundate customer service on every company with way too many things to ever react to. Uh, so they do, and that ends up just... It ends up being a huge, huge problem of... Uh, you can read reports from people who have been in like video game customer support and had to deal with these types of claims, and that it is it is like soul draining to the point where these people are have such a high turnout rate, not because of the like pay or anything, but because it is such a soul draining job to do to constantly just read the worst of people all day and have to react to that. So I think a lot of it this is just trying to find ways to minimize that. Um but then there's the problem of like you really need a human element to be able to determine some forms of this. Like, mm-hmm. There are obviously like keywords you can look for, but a lot of behavior does not use those, and it might just be more insidious. So you have to kind of have and, people actually read over these things. Yeah, maybe well, you can like, train an AI to do it. So it's like and how well to can try an... to censor Kanye? <laughs> well, and and how well can an AI read like and understand the context of a situation? Because yeah, yeah, when that's a lot of these the words, problem. when a lot of these words are being said, oftentimes the most important like part of it is the context that they're set in right because that can kind of change i would have i have a feeling the purpose of this is not to solve those situations but to solve the situations that are a step below that that don't need the human input just to reduce the sheer volume of work that customer service people have to deal with sure but but that that would be the benefit to me the, the context of a conversation is so important and i have no faith that an ai can like detect that properly yeah it's like how do you tell between a serious comment and like a joke most people i I would like at least least playing gundam evolution in the past few days like just i've been in many many conversations in the the all chat of just like the teams insulting each other like using things from the show that if you just read (laughs) like if my mom walked into the room and read that there was going to be a, a 10 ton space rock thrown at my face uh, to kill me in real life then she might get a different interpretation than someone who's watched that okay someone does that in the show and it's mm-hmm. funny because i know that someone you know if someone puts like yeah. a like a clearly fake like someone insults you and then you respond with a a not real ip address that you did not actually take from them as a joke because that's the joke is the ai going to be like oh not funny detected uh this person will be banned forever <laughs> how funny, does the ai know if that's your actual ip address does it know your ip address to compare it to like it's just so many levels like how do you tell if it's like will, different will levels it of issue <laughs> it's so it's just so complicated so I'm, I'm i'm at least glad that this is like an experiment and not like a like a, a public thing that is just being like forced upon people because it's just, it's just so weird, and I don't it's think a, as an industry we're really ready for that yet. As much as people may like yeah. deserve the consequences, sometimes it's just, it's too big brain for people well, right well, now. What do you look at it through the lens of this is Bully Hunters 2.0? Doesn't it just seem like such a like a, <laughs> just such a better prospect? It's the next step. The just getting evolution. rid of the people entirely. <laughs> God. Just get the T. Just get the the T one thousand to 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 hunt them down <laughs> in real life. Startup Skynet. Yep. I, I like Redditor. A Redditor comes by to your house and then is like, goes through the whole like Kyle Reese spiel of the first movie. It does not feel, <laughs> it does not think. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the, uh, the more 
fun part of this episode. Oh, yeah, I theme. guess. That's right. <laughs> quote unquote fun <laughs> I guess uh, of going through the game awards nominees because they've been announced and we have some some things to talk about but first we need to go into the esports zone Brett you are, I, are driving our, our list for this you see these wonderful I, esports events taking the wheel I think I, I think what we should do to rate these because I don't know how many of us follow esports exactly um, we should just rank them based on who we want to win uh, based on how cool the trophy looks. Cool the trophy, yeah. to, I was just I, about I to agree. say See, that. The actually. only, the only one I'm going to vote for here is Evo because they show a cool stage and none of the others even show a stage. <laughs> I, you can well, yeah. well, yeah. now, the now, second now. one on League of Legends. Thank you, thank you. I was just about to mention And, and are, are and, we to interpret this as the whole city? Is <laughs> oh, <part of> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a little strange. I don't know how they could do that. Are they playing I, I, on the river open air? For, if you're confused right now, there is a visual aspect to this episode that you can yes. watch on the uh, the the Twitch, YouTube, or other locations. Um, and we're just going through the esports stuff because none of us follow esports to any no. major degree. The only one of these I regularly look at is Evo, because Evo is the big fighting games thing that covers every fighting game thing. Mm-hmm. The rest of them. I can't even I tell that, you what some of these these trophies, what games well, they are for. I think I think the Invitational is Dota, right? I think I, they call Hold it on. the International, though. Or the Dota's the International, but know. maybe the midseason Invitational is Dota. I don't know. I feel like the major might be Call of Duty or Halo, but I don't know. Uh, I know Call of Duty sometimes has majors, but I think Halo has also used that term before. So who Would knows? This be the Halo Infinite. Alex, you're talking to the wrong crowd here. Well, they well they've done esports stuff before because they, they have, have they they occasionally have like esports themed skins and stuff for different teams. So they, unfortunately, my my vote goes for the uh, the PGL major in Antwerp because I've always thought Antwerp was a funny thing to have a <laughs> city be named. Um, and unless we have any complaints or further discussion, I'm just going to go on to the next one because yeah. listen, we, we don't even... Antwerp, listen, Antwerp sounds like a Twitch streamer name. Esports <laughs> events don't have any any. There's nothing of value we can add to that conversation. Uh, same yeah. with this. This one is yeah. even more. <laughs> Obscure because I don't, I don't know think any of us. I really don't want to say the last guy's name. It sounds insulting. A little bit. A little bit. That's just his name. Uh, <laughs> I know, but I, as a white person, don't feel comfortable okay. saying it. <laughs> like, we got uh, more esports teams to look at. This. Again, we don't know. <laughs> got a lot of repeats from the I've, uh, I've, the last thing. I've which heard will of become a common plan. theme. I've heard I of like how, That's about it. I like Genji being a League of Legends team at an Overwatch team. That, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best oh, esports athlete. Faker's here for the umpteenth year in a row, and he's the only person that I recognize on this list. That's it. All right. Oh, I know. Oh, I know Simple because he was in now a we're into uh, the meat and potatoes. raid Shadow Legends commercial. <laughs> Of course, of best esports game. This is another weird one, just because that we didn't have any How like old big are all esports these games? game releases. <laughs> They're all pretty old. It's like maybe Valorant is, I think, the newest thing here. Yeah, yeah, by a good degree. But yeah, our, our nominees: Counter Strike, Go, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, Valorant. I mean, I have no problem with any of these. I don't know what I would add to this no, because yeah. I don't. I know haven't played no a obvious. single one. So this may this may shock you. The the one game that I've spent the most amount of hours in out of all of these is Rocket League. I used to be pretty big into Rocket League with a friend of mine back in the day. So I think by default, I'm just going to give it to Rocket League. But like, 
I I think because that's the only one I've played. Yeah, yeah. The the one to me, the only thing I know this year about esports is that League of Legends broke its viewership records again. So I have a feeling that will probably win just based on the viewership record stuff, uh, because it's always had the most viewership of pretty much any esport. I don't know about Valorant though. Valorant might be up there as well. I just don't know about enough about it. And fighting games are probably never going to be in this esports category because they're single person teams generally and not team based games. And really, this is like a team based category. I don't think I think very few people would call fighting game competitions esports. Uh, all right, next category. Now Most we're into the meat and potatoes. Oh, now. Oh, 16. This, this oh. recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. That, yep. hmm. And I think uh, if we're just going off that alone, not even most anticipated for me, uh, because I've, I'm I'm around. I'm, I'm we not should like say dying. the nominees first for people that are just yes. listening. Yeah, we have, we have Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4's remake, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I in terms of what they're going for, I think it's going to be Starfield. Really? Yeah, I'd I'd agree well, with that. I would what say else? just ambition wise. Yeah, it's a monstrously pushing the gaming medium forward. Ambition wise. I, what they want to do, I, I'd say that would push it through. What what they actually end up shipping, I think, is going to be very different. <laughs> yeah, this is about potential, not about, <laughs> it's about potential. If it's about potential, so. I, I I probably would say Final Fantasy 16 if I follow that further and knew any more of it, but yeah, Starfield. Yeah, this is a, a actually, I think this one has some decent competition in that mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is obviously very highly anticipated. Yes. I don't know that it. Nothing has shown me that it's pushing the games industry forward it's yet. It's not going to add anything. I think it's going to be an excellent game, but none of these. I think the, the wording that they have used is a little bit more specific. It is yeah. strange that right. The wording is weird to me because it's like a, a, a highly anticipated hyped game doesn't have to be something that pushes the medium forward. It's mm-hmm. like anticipation is just what people are looking forward to playing. So most, then, yeah, that, that's what I would take this as is what people are looking forward to most. And I have a feeling that's what the award is going to go to. Oh, um, yeah. It, it's also to me like the, the game awards. Do you really think you are the, the bar that clears what is the most demonstrably <laughs> illustrating? I, I do think they have, yeah, I think of anticipated games, they have a good selection here. I, th- I think you have a, yeah. a nice pick of things. The only thing I think that I might think... be an odd duck out is Resident Evil 4 in that it's a, a remake. Uh, even well, though that game I... is highly anticipated, I don't think it's going to push anything forward See, compared in my to opinion, 2 and 3. You have all these highly anticipated games that will all that all have big fan bases and then you have hogwarts legacy what is i i feel like i think why okay this is a conversation we have to have now because you've done this (laughs) oh god (laughs) hogwarts legacy the audience for that game is not necessarily core gamers it is both gamers who who like hogwarts and, and grew up with harry potter stuff as well as all the the tons and tons of people who love harry potter and maybe don't play games. That's why this game every, exists, right? Is every to get both single of those this game is marketed towards every single person who, in a dating profile, says, "Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff." Yeah, <laughs> yes, all those people, yes. Wyatt. Yes. That's why this game is here. <laughs> and Ooh. honestly, we talked about Hogwarts Legacy's gameplay showcase a little bit um, way back when, 
and they they had more gameplay trailers recently and to be honest it looks pretty good <laughs> i wouldn't say it looks better than anything else on this list but it looks it, good enough yeah it's just of all the ones here it's gotten the most like in in terms of its own hype train it has the least amount of momentum going just i yeah i don't know that that's everyone's... true i think that's only in our circles not in the wider gaming world um th that's one of those games that i think unless you're really tuned into hogwarts stuff you're not going to be following and if you are this is now the most important game release of the last 20 years <laughs> I think, well, also, between, really. I think also, well, talking about you know moving the game, the the gaming medium forward, this has some bad potential to to possibly normalize a a misuse of uh, waiting timers in single player games. I doubt that. I I highly doubt that. We've had plenty of games that have used these mechanics before. I think until we know what this game is actually like judging it in this way is unfair and i i don't think any good faith arguments can be made about this game uh aside from the fact of like hey none of us agree with jk rowling yeah <laughs> let, let that always I'm gonna be make scared. that hard line right here but yeah <laughs> uh that doesn't mean that people cannot be excited for a hogwarts game personally i'm looking much more forward to everything else on the list yeah <laughs> I, I think that's a good boiling down of the thing. But my prediction to win this, I think, is probably Starfield. Just because it's a Bethesda game, and Bethesda proper hasn't released a big mm -hmm. game uh, since Fallout 76. And, and I think it, we all know how that went. Yeah, and I think a good I, way to look at this, too, is that we, we've gotten both from, like... Um, Tears of the Kingdom and from Starfield, we've gotten like gameplay reveals this year, right? But not yeah. only was Starfield's, I think it was sooner, right? No, no, no. Breath of the Wild was was um, sooner, sooner, but much shorter, but much yeah. shorter. And I think it's also a known entity, right? It's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. I think we're going to know a lot going into it, whereas Starfield is a completely new IP, and I think that alone gives it yeah. a lot more, like, hype factor. I also think this is a situation sequel. where hardware comes into play. Um, yes, for sure. For I sure. think with there being these new-gen consoles here, I don't think a game for the Nintendo Switch is competing on the same level right now, unless yeah. there is, like, some crazy motion stuff they're doing. Or something really different as of right now we have not seen anything like that for tears of the kingdom and we have not seen any indication of stronger hardware coming out and i think with pokemon just having this rough launch worries about the uh the state of the switch in terms of if it will run this game well yeah. are probably very valid so and i mean even even without um the most recent pokemon like weren't you having issues with running a bandit three Ryan, on your Switch? Yeah, but that's a, that's a Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3 also just kind of tries to punch above its pay grade. Okay, okay. Uh, and also Bayonetta 3 targets 60 FPS, not 30. So wow. running poorly in Bayonetta 3 is running at like a 45, not at, not at like a low, I actually low didn't know rate. that. That's kind of impressive. Yeah, all the Bayonetta games on <laughs> yeah, Switch are 60 FPS. They're, wow. And they generally right. run very well. Even Bayonetta 3, I think, largely runs totally fine. It just looks worse because they clearly had to make a lot of concessions to get it to run that well. Um, I really hope Starfield lives up to what Todd Howard wants it to be. I hope just I hope bit, Starfield right? is half as good as Todd Howard wants it to be because <laughs> then I'll be happy. 
<laughs> I think that's where a lot of people are going to land with Starfield. Um, and yeah, I, I think the the big two contenders for this, the, the two that I put at the top of the list are Starfield and Final Fantasy 16, because both are quote-unquote returns to form from their respective And hopefully developers. redemption stories, too, if you yeah. take into consideration yeah, 15 yeah. and 76. Exactly. So I think those are the games that are highly anticipated in the wider world. Starfield, for sure, is what I would personally give this to, even though I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan and will probably like that game more. The The existence of multiple eight-plus-hour-long Skyrim analyses coming out every year <laughs> <laughs> points to how, how excited people are for Bethesda <laughs> things. Six hours and forty-five minutes into the eleven-hour video, man, for, I just uh, want more first-person games that are like not horror games, <laughs> as yeah, much as I can enjoy genuinely. horror games or or multiplayer shooters. <laughs> yeah, give yes. me some single-player yeah. first-person games, please, because they're they're great when they come out. Um, all right, move it on. Unless anyone else has something to say about this category, best adaptation. Ooh. All right. Well, I think we've got. <laughs> We got well, Uncharted, three of them are just kind of out of the question. Two Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Cuphead Show, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, and Arcane League of Legends. <laughs> I think there's very little I, competition in this game. Yeah, I, I think Edgerunners probably has it just in terms of like popularity. I, I would actually give this to Arcane. I, I was going to say oh, Arcane. No, I was going to say Arcane. Yeah. I, wow. Because okay. I think Arcane I heard people talk about that succeeded. Because it was much earlier in the year, but I think Arcane succeeded at grabbing non video game people way more. Yeah. Uh, Edge Runners has, has has revitalized Cyberpunk for sure, but I don't think it grabbed the attention of all the the average Joes as much as Arcane sure. did. And Arcane is also just excellent. Like, there's very little wrong with that show, aside from the fact that like it needs another season to resolve yeah, I... the plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when it'll come. They're working on it, so hopefully sometime it in the better next be. year and a half or so. Netflix, Netflix, listen to me. I'm talking directly <laughs> to you right now. I don't want I don't want you to cancel it anytime they're soon. Quiet, I also don't I also let me finish. Let me finish. I also don't want you to mess with it like you did with The Witcher and you scared off Henry Cavill. All right? You let these people do what they want to do. Okay? Don't you mess this up. <laughs> you got one chance, Moving Netflix. On. Why? You know they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna cancel it after the second season, or at least tank the quality. I feel. I think most hard. of the money for the show is not coming from Netflix, though. I f I think the show is largely funded by Riot. I could be wrong about that, the split of it. But Riot makes an ungodly amount of money, and so it wouldn't the, surprise the me if they are, are funding. Are the writers are with Riot too, right? If the I believe this are is entirely Netflix. like a Riot led production. Okay, and then to Netflix my knowledge, just. This, distribution platform. essentially <laughs> i think that i'm pretty sure the uh the studio for teach that opened for this show is made up of a lot of riot uh people and not just like mm -hmm. a random collection of uh showrunners and whatnot it is actually yeah a, a production company that was designed to take this on i need to watch our notice uh, notice this too. Three out of the five entries on this list are all Netflix shows. I've said yeah. this for a while. Netflix is doing some very dumb things, and they've they've been doing it for a while. But when it comes to video game adaptations, they've been, they've been kind hitting, of killing it. They've been well. killing it recently. Um, and I'll also say that in, in I'll also say that with the Cuphead show, I think it is not a show for me in like any way. I bounced off of it very hard but i think fans of cuphead will like it because i think it it definitely plays to 
like fans of that game yeah definitely and i think it, it fits very well it's just not something that stylistically for me works not up your alley. at all my my question is why is uncharted here I think it's legitimately because that was the fifth listen, thing. You, listen, yeah. I know you need a fifth slot. There has to be something else that you can fill up that fifth slot. I don't other think than there Uncharted. is one. This. It's Slim Pickens. Don't even, don't even get me started on this. <laughs> they they had to it. appease Tom Holland. Tom Holland just really wanted to be able to go to the Game Awards. <laughs> and he will be here to announce the victory of a different adaptation than his own well, well listen i mean it's not like the game awards have ever just had a celebrity come on that has nothing to do with literally any oh yeah all always, the time always every that. time they <laughs> always do that we gotta move on so we could talk about the actual video games in this the video game show please yay here we go uh one of stronger categories brett i yes. indeed debut indie oh my boy. problems arise vampire survive oh because there's I, I I don't know I don't know what Norco is I I, I don't know what Norco is and Norco. some of the categories are known to have had six and this is the only indie category yeah I I agree with the only indie category complaint but I do think this is a the selection of games for best indie debut is Neon White Norco Stray Tunic and Vampire Survivors which I think are all very good picks for this yes mm -hmm. I, what's Neon White I haven't played that at all or heard of it. We've talked about it's this game a, a lot, Alex. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a it's like a speed running uh, FPS game. There, yeah, where you have like guns, guns that are cards. cards, and you can either yeah. use the gun or use it for a cool parkour ability. There's like social link stuff in it, Steve and it is very good. <laughs> that's yeah. the uh, the other thing to add to it. It's a wacky idea that's also just very well received. Um, I think this is a this is comp a competitive category. Yeah, I can yeah, see this going to pretty much anything. Up. On I here, have to, I have to root for Tunic because it's the one I'm most familiar with, and I think Tunic just does quite a few special things. I think um, Tunic has the teases. best chance of winning. I, yes. I aside maybe that. next to Stray. Yeah, because I'm trying to get in the headspace of. Games, of games journalists <laughs> of Jeff Keighley up on the stage. Of the I, if, it's, if it's games journalists, Stray will win because of the story. I don't know though, because I, I think cat. I think games journalists are going to be super split on Stray. You're going to have a really vocal amount of people that love it, and then you're going to have the the grumbly group of jaded gamers who don't like it because it didn't do anything new, <laughs> and they're going to clash too hard for Stray to but win. It was fun and it was a good story. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. I, I wouldn't allowed. be upset if it won, but I don't think it will. <laughs> Um, My, I think every every year, uh, and th this is not speaking to the quality of, of any of them, especially not the quality of, of the Hades, which is my justification for saying this. Every year there is a Hades in the Game Awards, which is the this is the indie game and this is the indie game. And it will be in all the other categories that all the indie games aren't because yeah. it's just so good that it can be the indie game. And Tunic is this year's the indie game. Uh, if I remember correctly from the other uh And Stray to a, a lesser degree. Stray's in some, I think it's in like sound or something. Well it's in it's in uh, Stray's in there because the it looks really good. Isn't it? Yeah. Stray I think is in the yeah. year. Oh. Yeah. Which is we'll we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, we'll get into it. I actually I will say Dark Brett, Horse in, way, in this. Oh sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'll get to it. I will say, Brett, to that, it, it it's kind of a compliment to that game where it's like this is so so good. 
that it is representing an entire category. Whether it should or shouldn't is a yeah, completely separate yeah. topic, but it is a compliment to, you know, whatever game it is that it is, you know, th- th- there's a reason that they're that they're like, this is the indie game. Because I do agree with you. It's like, mm-hmm. this is so good that it represents all indie games. That's not, I don't think that's a particularly good practice to have, but it is a compliment to whatever game that is. It's It's the best thing that the Game Awards can do when they just want to use the same games for every category over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dark horse in this, even though I, I haven't played it yet, but I have it, it has been very high on my list for a while, which is Norco. Norco is a point and click set in Louisiana, Ooh. which is big points for me because it's just a, a underutilized yeah. setting of like Louisiana swamplands, but it's also sci-fi. So sci-fi mm-hmm. swamp. And a point-and-click text-based adventure making it into any game award show is astounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a high praise. Um, I also think Vampire Survivors is another... Hmm. I don't want know if I would call it the underdog because it is probably one of the most popular out of all the games on here. Yeah. <laughs> it is also very good, and it's only $5. So hmm. I think a lot of people will have played this, and a lot of people have spent a lot of time on this. But it's not artsy. And I think for, for a game award show, the lack of artsiness means either Tunic or Stray is going to go away with this. Well, especially for an indie game title, if there's no amount of artsiness in it in your indie category. Because it either that, needs to be so good it. that it's a Hades situation of like nothing else can compare to it that year, or it has to be artsy yeah. to a level that your your games journalists are going to really like it. Um, I maybe Neon White is that I haven't played. Neon White is the only one of these that I haven't played or really gotten a lot of info on, even though it is on the list because Annapurna is a big seal of approval. Yes, but yeah, I I think my bet here would be on Tunic because yeah. cute Fox Lad, as well as it just having really interesting game mechanics. Cute Fox Lad, one of the one of the coolest, slightly meta game mechanics I've ever seen in a oh yeah, good gorgeous few years. All right, and it's gorgeous it's everything. Your, it's just your, your a gorgeous classic. Me. One guy made it over a really long period. Of oh time, yeah, which I think yeah. probably peak indie content, content creator of the year. I know <laughs> this one I, of these people. I know one I, of these I people know because of one of them is actively insane. <laughs> I do think there is one person in this list that I think should take this home. I don't know anyone else in this list, <laughs> aside from having so heard have, their names before. We have Carl Jacobs, we have Ludwig, friend of Germa, uh, Nibelion, uh, Nobrew, and QT Cinderella. I feel like I just spoke like a sentence in a different language. From <laughs> <the other thing. laughs> Nonsense. I, the, the only two I can speak for are Ludwig and Nibelion. Um, I personally in terms of like actual genuine service to the people that are going to be the same uh, demographic that are watching the game awards it's probably Nibelion. 100% he doesn't exist anymore <laughs> so well, i think I that's know. why he's taking this looking at that, this that, i didn't recognize him at why first, he's taking I... this wait what yeah. happened with Nibelion? he got rid of his account he doesn't want to do it anymore. so so Nibelion, Nibelion, however you'd say his name, is a uh, a twitter user for a long time that has since very recently decided to quit who did the doest of diligence in games journalism and basically sourced every yeah. single major games thing. Uh, he's a, a source that tons of outlets actually pulled from. And wow. he put up a Patreon 
because he was like, I can't continue dedicating time to this without making some financial stake for it, which did not go well. People th- people were not willing to pay for it. So he was like, all right, I, I can't keep it up. I have to stop. So he put, put it up, hung up his coat, and has left the Twitterverse. And man, I please someone in games journalism give this man a job. <laughs> My God. Please, dear God. He he was so good. Such a good a good boy and getting all this I news. I, I do want to give a special mention to uh Ludwig. I'm not even gonna say that I'm a fan of him, but he did the most insane thing I've ever seen on Twitch before. This this crazy person, this lunatic decided to do a stream where the stream will not end. Mm. Like, basically, every time he gets a like, it adds another, like, five minutes onto his stream or whatever it was, and the stream kept going for, like, weeks. It was months. (laughs) Like, it was, like, to the point where he was, like, when he would sleep, the stream was just him sleeping because it had to keep going. (laughs) Because he's... He's part of the he's part of that same like Germa friend group where like all those guys are just like weirdly experimental with with what they can do on Twitch while still being like really funny and like also playing games like a normal person. Let's see. Um it's fun. I, I this is not the no, not throwing any shade at anyone else on this list. We are just not the target demographic. No, yeah. Streams. I have no idea who they are. Uh, I've never heard I don't think before. any of us know of any of the other people on here. <laughs> See, I, I, I think I like Carl Jacobs. Look at him. He, he, he had. He's obviously a fan of mini golf. Yeah, he's got like a mini golfer pose on. I've heard QT Cinderella's name like twice on a Twitch stream at some point. She related. I don't know what she does. I have no idea. I don't follow Twitch streams. (laughs) So I, I looked it up. That stream lasted thirty-one days. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) Crazy. And he just had to just live his life while streaming. Because anytime someone was like sub or liked or whatever, it would add time onto it. So I that's almost want to give it to him just because that's that's pure insane. I mean, I don't stream. think he's the first person to have done that, unless it was him, and this is a while back. Because there's been a few times where people have done streams like that. There's definitely that's been more stream. than one. Because I know there's a Final Fantasy YouTuber who did the same thing, where he had to like eat eggs every day until he ate an entire inventory did, of eggs in Final Fantasy, did, and that took oh like a full God. week and a half or something. <sighs> He did, because um, I'm just, I'm looking at all the info. He did break the all-time uh, sub record. I mean, hey, that's an by, achievement. By doing that, yeah. Yeah, that is an achievement. All right, and just, well, like, dedicating... let's, let's get out of the content creators uh, anyway. so we can talk about games. Anyway. We, we got a lot of categories to go through. Best multiplayer. Best multiplayer. <laughs> uh, oh, we have category. Call of there Duty, Modern Warfare 2. See, that's what I said, too. And then I was like, wait a minute. There really weren't that many other games that I would put in this that released this year. So I don't know if it... I don't think I would say this is a bad category this year compared to other years where there were I, a lot more I am, options. Let's... We we must we must yeah. tell the people what are there for people who do not have eyes. Uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, Splatoon Three, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Which I'm, I remember that game coming out, and I have not heard a single I'm, thing about. I, I didn't know say, it was I'm really I'm good. really happy to see that there is only one first person military shooter on. on There's the only list. one that came out this year, I think. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Did Battlefield 2042 come out this year? I hope not. I'm trying they made to a 2042 Battlefield game? They don't have that. They stopped at 5, dude. Oh, what we, are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, we don't about? keep do it, talking about that. Um, <laughs> 2042, yeah. they skipped a lot of sequels there. I don't begrudge any of the games on this list. I think 
my my personal pick for this would probably be Shredder's Revenge, just because it's such an oddball. Oh, <laughs> I just want to see it win and see people be mad because of yeah. sheer confusion of why it's there. So, so I'd I probably think... go with Splatoon three, and I haven't played it. I've played none of the games on this list at all. So I've I've played three of the games on this list. I've played Modern Warfare two. I've played Overwatch two, and I've played a very small amount of multiverses. So I'm just going to get that out of here. Yeah, we, we bounced um, off of multiverses pretty quick. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, is it so, not that good? No, it's fine. It's just, I think if you've, if you've played a lot of Smash, like Wyatt and I if have. You, yeah. If you want to play Smash and you don't have a Switch, this is a good option. Or if you want to play a Smash-type game online, because Smash's online sucks, yeah, it's not this good. is also a good option. Um, if you want to beat up Shaggy as Batman, you can do that. Go for it. Um, but you're you're also going to then run into the free to play problem, and, and I think at that point most people are going to bounce off of it. Because... And you know what? Even more than that, you're going to run into some real wonky hitboxes. <laughs> wonky <laughs> hitboxes, weird go... decisions. It's fine. I go just a little bit further than that. If you want to beat up Arya Stark as Vilma, you can <laughs> play versus. You can do that. Um. So. Really, for me, it's between Modern Warfare 2 and Overwatch 2, because I've been on record as saying that Overwatch 2 is not a bad video game. I think a lot of the rebalancing that was done for it was actually quite good, and I think it's, like, balance-wise, it's probably in the best state that Overwatch has been in in a very long time. I've had a five-stack that I've played on and off with consistently, and it's so much fun once you once you're in that scenario even if you're playing solo it can still be a lot of fun modern warfare 2 is also really really good <laughs> like right. is there a subtitle for what qualifies the games to be in this list or is it just multiplayer it doesn't matter <laughs> outstanding yeah, online multiplayer gameplay and design including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective mm. of game genre or platform i i'm waiting for brett to ask why gundam evolution i know why it's not here, here because this wasn't made by me uh but there's, there isn't for for I, the most obvious choice for me is probably splatoon 3 because the fan base for that is crazy and it came yeah. out and i don't think there's any genuine problems with that game i, I, I think that's what would take just the sheer lack of any yeah. issues because i i we still haven't had our call of duty discussion uh live on the podcast yet uh but i i 50% disagree with Wyatt saying that it's a good game, but they just didn't have a, another thing to put here, and they kind of had to. I don't think it's bad enough to not be nominated for anything, but I have too many problems with it, and it's the only one here that I've played and will play. <laughs> so I, that's it. That's all Are I you tell me you're not going to be a competitive Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge player? Huh. What is that game even on? It's on Game Pass. No... You can play it on Game Pass. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. It's a beat there. It's really good. I, I'm glad. It's just weird. It's just a strange pick. Uh, but no, yeah, I know why. Why Gundam has genuine actual problems. Uh, less than I think Overwatch Two does in terms of what people well, said. That's what, both, that's what I was but... about to say. Like, no matter how I feel about it, the the general like reception to Overwatch Two has been far more negative than Gundam Evolution. It seems like. So I'm just kind of shocked, and it, it got a good enough amount of press. I feel like. So I don't understand why it's not. Why it's here? I, I think. Not hey, obligatory. This is where I have to say, Worker Blizzard. Uh, qualifying statement for the Gundam Evolution thing. I think Gundam Evolution didn't get a lot of bad press, partly because it it was not played as by nearly as many people. Yes, that's that's a big qualifier because 
first week of that game, I think Brett and I were having the best time of our lives. Mm-hmm. But there are some big issues with balance and not balance, Namely, but like progression the of... and the thousand dollar chart <laughs> Zaku two oh, skin. Yeah. Not a thousand dollars. It's just a oh, lot. Oh no! Of it, I'm sorry, Brett. It's even worse can't... because it's a thousand of the points that you get from loot boxes yes. and repeats. So it could be even oh, yeah. more than a thousand. But you can't. It's yeah. It's just the currency situation is terrible. Which they've said in the in the most recent little like mini almost Nintendo Direct thing that they're like addressing it. But it wasn't long enough for them to say how they were addressing it. Yeah, so but they, I think the, the real reason that's probably not here is it didn't have a hype train. There was no very little marketing power behind that because I think they knew people that are going to play Gundam Overwatch are people that want to play Gundam Overwatch. It's not going to be a a wider reach than that. Um, yeah, I, I think my honest prediction for this is probably Splatoon three, just because yeah. <laughs> it is. From what I've played, because I I've actually played every game on this list. I think Splatoon three is just such a different type of multiplayer shooter that you don't get often. And it also is a non non-violent shooter, which is a hugely difficult yeah. thing to do that. I really appreciate. Um, and I, I think a lot of critics will also appreciate that just as a different approach to this multiplayer game style and rounds are three minutes long. Ooh, you can get so many Splatoon matches in is great. Yeah. It's, it's got that like one more match. Uh, and generally just a really good community around Splatoon. Splatoon has like a community very, very large community and yeah. surprisingly non-toxic <laughs> for a competitive game. Alright. Any I other love thoughts on these games? I have a thought, but not about these games. I noticed, Brett, I think you actually have are signed into a profile on the Game Awards here. Yes. I did not I did not see that. I actually I, I did not expect that from you. B. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> I probably it's probably from last year because I it would have shown if I voted for this year and I did not. Probably from last year. Yeah, uh, that means, this just means Brett can vote if he wants to while he's going through this, and we can I, judge him. I for guess. His votes. I, I won't. <laughs> Maybe not until later. We'll see. Um, here we go. Everyone's right, favorite guys. category of best sports racing, and there is well. to me a huge omission here. This is the one year where I think there's a huge omission to this category because normally there's not that many games that release here. Yeah. Rollerdrome. Oh my god, oh, you're right. Rollerdrome, yeah. I think you're the right. reason it's not here is because it is for some reason not counted as sports racing. So I'm very surprised it wasn't in the indie c- category, although I don't know if it's a debut indie. I don't think it is. Um I would have put it in this category because it is a sports themed game with a lot of sports game mechanics. The only difference is it has guns. This is it where I want to throw it. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't know what this is going to go to. This is a, a bonkers list of games that are all not super well received. <laughs> yeah, Aside from Oli Oli World, Oli Oli, I think was pretty I was well received. Say, if but... I had to pick one of them, I'd say Oli Oli World because I do not like yearly releases. Because yeah. the weird thing with Gran Turismo Seven is it's a really good racing game that just has the strangest of decision making things around how it was designed and balanced that just really make you wonder what was going on uh, in their heads. So, yeah, this is a situation where there's no Forza Horizon this year, so I don't know what's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There's no Microsoft really racing care. game. Um, <laughs> I can guarantee you it's probably not going to be NBA or FIFA. So. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if F122 is good. Codemasters sometimes makes good games. Oli Oli, I know is good, but I don't know if reviewers will latch onto it for this category as much as they would yeah. a proper like triple a sports racing game 
That's it. That's the discussion. I haven't heard as many That's bad fine. things about FIFA and NBA this year as I have in past years. But... Or strategy game. All right. Such a bizarre category. Here's my other <laughs> category. Is. This is. is my other category oh, here. Yes. Sim ra- or sim strategy. This is a really good selection of games. I'm really happy with the games that they chose. Uh, I think this year the category being together makes sense because there weren't that many that are high profile releases. I I think you'd be reaching to even pull a sixth under here. You could. But the ones that I would put up for that six spot, most of them are um, early access right now. So you, I wouldn't even pull that. Although I do think Dune Spice Wars is early access, which is yeah, weird to that me that it's here. Came out yet. Um, it, it's out, but it's early access. So I don't know that I would include that in the list here. Um, I think that's probably why it's not going to take this if it is in even in contention, because I think there's a very clear winner for this one. Um, to anyone that is following strategy games, which is Total War Warhammer 3, or the Immortal Empires campaign, which is a mega campaign that spans every single uh, class, like set of races and all their lords and whatnot from every Total War Warhammer game, which leads to a map that is like, I think the biggest strategy map that has ever existed. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate saying that that is what it is, especially a designed map with unique areas. Uh, it's got some like 300 settlements to, to conquer somewhere around that number, and then you have like oh, 80 wow. something different legendary characters to play as. I think this is a, that's gonna take it in a sweep would be my bet. Um, mm-hmm. The only other serious contenders here to me are Victoria Three and Mario and Rapid Sparks of Hope. I think are it also both reviewed, contenders. Uh, Mario and Rapids was was uh, received like pretty well from what I understand yeah it was received well victoria 3 has also been received very well and is definitely the hardest hard strategy game here it is like a grand strategy uh simulation style game which is very good from what i've heard and paradox always does a good job at them but i don't know that any critics will have played victoria 3 so i think if victoria (laughs) 3 wins it is gonna be because critics looked at the idea of victoria 3 when that's really cool and it wins because of that Uh, whereas I think Total War Warhammer 3 will have a lot of people that have actually played it. Um, so that's why I think it will go to that. Mario and Rabbids, I think in this group of games, does not look as good as it could. Mm-hmm. Just because it's next to a bunch of like strategy greats. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a... It's the layman strategy game. Which is like the strategy game you play if you don't actually like strategy games, and I don't know if that winning a strategy category is really something that would be good. <laughs> think of the game reviewers, Ryan. That's what I favorite. I am. I do think there's a legitimate chance it wins because of that. But at the same time, oh boy. I really think the pick here is Warhammer Three because it, it has done such a fan- phenomenal job of creating a incredibly unique strategy experience that I don't think will ever be repeated for many many years. So. Jeez. I yeah I think this is the opportunity to give Total War Warhammer three a a shake, it, it's earned it. Any other thoughts on this category? I don't think so because I don't think anyone else plays any of these games. Warhammer three. <laughs> I've watched you play Warhammer three and I would vote for it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Best family. Oh, it's the oh. Nintendo category. It is. No, I was yeah. about to say we should rename this uh, Best Nintendo Game of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> There are some good uh, picks we, here, though. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Uh, you got Kirby's Forgotten Land. You got the new Lego Star Wars game. You got Mario and Rabbids again. You got Nintendo Switch Sports, and you got Splatoon Three again. Um, I I feel like if if 
maybe if Splatoon 3 doesn't win the multiplayer category, it'll win this. Because like you said, mm-hmm. they did the, yeah. the difficult thing of making a shooter game that is fun while being completely innocent, uh, pretty much. The only thing um, I think you can completely write off here is Nintendo Switch Sports. I don't think has yes, any chance yeah. of taking this. I, People yeah, don't even hey, like it what, as much as What Wii did Sports. they do to the Miis? They overcomplicated them. They made the mistake of making them not silly little, like, like totem people. The silly little totem people is why they worked. <laughs> exactly. That's... Getting rid of that is not a good decision. But, all right. Uh... We, we do need to speed through some of these categories. I think with this one, uh, Kirby and LEGO Star Wars are probably the two biggest, aside from Splatoon. I think if Splatoon wins Shooter, it's not going to win this. If it doesn't win Shooter, I think it might win this. So... Mm-hmm. That's the the throw up there, but I think uh, Skywalker Saga and Kirby and the Forgotten Land are our two big heavy hitters here. Yeah, I think either of them could take, and I'd be very happy. I've played both; they're very good. Yeah. yeah, I think the only the only advantage Star Wars has is that it's on more platforms, so maybe and that'll. That's true. And it's um, I don't know if if uh, Forgotten Land is co op, but uh, Lego Star Wars it is does have yeah, co op. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's not quite as in depth as Lego Star Wars co op, but it does exist. So I'd be happy with either. I also think Mario <laughs> Rabbids has a chance here, but I would put it under the other two mm-hmm. just because it's a strategy game and this family game tends to be very accessible to kids. So mm-hmm. I, I would lean towards Lego Star Wars or Kirby. Sure. I assume that that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Woo. Family. Best Another fighting. Ryan category. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh. I, I'll, all, I'll say, all I'll say is that I've heard... Uh, people be very weirded out that DNF Duel is here uh, because I've heard from friends that are playing it while they were playing it that there's a lot of problems with the DNF Duel and it might just be an issue of well it's a fighting game that came out this year and we needed five yeah I think so. the proof the, the big thing here is that they ran out of fighting games because there were not that many that came out this year uh, especially yeah. not high profile games your, your nominees now are DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, King of Fighters 15, Multiversus, and Sifu. I think Sifu's going to win this, unquestioningly, because it is the best game on this list. Um, I, 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 I really enjoy... I, I'd like Sifu to win, but I also... I feel like a close second for me would have been uh, All-Star Battle, because I'm a JoJo fan, but I've heard that there's been a lot of technical issues with the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to picking All-Star Battle up if it goes on sale soon, because it yeah. is a, it, it is, it's not a new fighting game. It is quote-unquote new, but it's a remake of an older fighting game, um, which with, is the well-received, with, one of the well-received JoJo's fighting games. With a pretty good amount, a, a pretty good amount of new content, though. They, they, yeah, it's got a bunch of new characters. New characters um, it, to all, everything I've heard about it is very good. Uh, King of Fighters 15, I believe, has also been received extremely well by people that play King of Fighters, which is a, a relatively small group of people. Pretty small, yeah. Which is why I think this, even if it's very good, I don't see King of Fighters winning because of the fact that it's just a a relatively small install base for the, this franchise. Um, could prove me wrong. I, I do absolutely believe it could prove me wrong, and I'd be totally happy with that because I, I like King of Fighters a lot. Uh Multiversus, I don't think it's competing with any of these on any real level. It's an easy, accessible fighting game, but it is not really a, a thing. Now, Sifu, the reason... I think Sifu's going to win, because I do think, unequivocally, it is the best game on this list. It's extremely well-designed. Slow Clap did a phenomenal job. It's not a fighting game. 
can say, yeah, with it, the anything only one else not on this here list that's is. not a, up, right? a Actually, Brett, scroll game. up a little bit so I can read this blurb here. I want to see if they, if they justify this. So this game's designed primarily around head-to-head combat. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay. Because when you say best fighting game, when you say best fighting game, a single player game. When you say best fighting game, everyone expects you to mean PvP, player versus yeah. player, one on one fighting game. Mysticuffs. Sifu is amazing. Very good. One of my favorite games of this year. Does not, not fit bad. this category at all. I do think it's still going to win. Because <laughs> to be honest, I won't be salty because I don't think there is like a a gold star fighting I, game this year. Um, I was gonna say I also think it's not if it wins, it's not a bad outcome. Like if the 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 kids' first strategy game in Mario. Rabbids yeah, the wins. the thing I would be upset about is if that leads to this category being treated like this in future years, where there are enough fighting yeah, game nominees yeah. to fill out a full list because Sifu should not be on this nomination. I think. If you take best fighting as the only qualifier, sure, you know, sure. But then at this at that point, you're taking it too generally wise. And Elden Ring here, you know, it, you've you've opened yeah, the category up too much. Head combat. Yeah, you've well, you've opened the category the up too much. Dead. Well, and and this is partially the problem with how they've worded the description for these categories because they say designed primarily around head yeah. combat. Well, they're doing that because out of there entirely because because it's there not, were not five. Now, High profile right. fighting games, to and fit. and they they and they want to be able to fit five games in there, so they keep them kind of vague. But that's a problem because you need to be clear and concise. So yeah. when you say primarily, it's like mostly fighting games. Because you can't Sifu compare Sifu on the same categories as the rest of these. That's the real problem here: is that Sifu cannot be judged on the same scale yeah. as other fighting imagine, as, as these fighting game nominees. Imagine watching a video yeah. and it's like, which game should you play more, multiverses or Sifu? It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> should you play what? the JoJo's fighting game or should you play Sifu? Like, <laughs> excuse me. I almost think like we're like the, the descriptions are probably here because someone ten years ago said the opposite of what I'm about to say and said we need more clear delineations of what the hell these gosh darn categories mean. And I'm here to say. Get rid of the descriptions because they don't mean anything. And if you can't glean exactly what the category is just by reading the title of it, then name the category something different or don't have it this year. Well, I think you can keep the descriptions. My thing is just it has to be more clear cut and concise. It can't be this vague. The problem is they mean nothing when they're this vague. Exactly. You can throw in whatever the heck you want. If you have a description, you can have it. Just be concise. Just be clear. Yeah, you know? this is like the the nth year right. in a row. We got to move on. Well, we can do the names discussion at a future. But now we've entered the zone of repeats. <laughs> yes, which will be Get a ready. common category. Here we go. So we're gonna be concise about a number of these categories, especially for games that appear multiple times. That doesn't mean we're not giving Elden Ring its due. It means that Elden Ring is gonna show yes. up many more times, and we'll continue to talk about it. Uh, yeah. I think in this list of games. Well. Can you scroll up again for the category, Brett? All right, best role play. Best role play. Rich, rich player progression. Um, yeah, I think these are all good nominees, to be honest. I, I'm yeah, not upset sure. about any of these. Uh, I do think Pokemon Legends Arceus and Live Alive maybe shouldn't win, just because they're... I don't think I they fit the I wouldn't put Pokemon under bill. the character progression. Exactly. Like, and like, Live Alive is a weird one, because it's a remake, and I'm always a little iffy about remakes winning these. So I, I'd be iffy on it. Just because it's remake, not because it's a bad game. In fact, I've, I've quite enjoyed the bit of but, time I've played the demo. Okay, but let's be honest here. We 
all know which one's going to win. <laughs> I don't actually think we do. I think this category okay. might awesome. be tighter. Because yeah. this one, this category, the way they've worded it is about progression. And I think Elden Ring does fit that really well. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, however, is one of the best reviewed JRPGs in That's many, many years. It's extremely, yeah. extremely good. Uh, and while I don't think Xenoblade will take like Game of the Year or anything, I think best role-playing game might be a solid fit for it. Triangle Strategy also reviewed incredibly well. Um, very, very well. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a surprise Triangle Strategy win here, even though that it doesn't make perfect sense to me because it's in a weird category again of like, why was this not in the strategy category? For, for a game that has the title of its project title. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one. I, I think the real contenders here are Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Elden Ring. Uh, I'd be happy with either winning. I just hope if Elden Ring does win, it doesn't also win everything else, because that's the most that's, boring outcome. Yes. I I want to say I, 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 am an, I am an Elden Ring enjoyer. Went that one year for uh, the... I forget which movie award ceremony it was, but Mad Max... It was the year that Mad Max Fury Road came out, and Mad Max won everything. And it was awesome because if I remember correctly, every other movie that came out that year was not worthy. So it made sense for Mad Max to just kick ass and win everything. That's mm -hmm. one if if like if games sucked this year, then it would be an Elden Ring was yeah. like the saving grace or whatever. I could see that's that's where you get it repeated all the time. That's the the fan favorite clear winner, whatever. That's I understand. The hill. This was a fan freaking tastic year for video games of a ton of times because indies were going crazy you had these super long projects that took forever to make yeah. by all different sizes of groups of people in both indie and AAA that are finally coming out all around the same time this last 12 month period and it's people for every single genre having a great time playing all this different stuff and to see the same handful of games appear over and over and over again it's, it's almost infuriating like, it's so so upsetting it even really if we like every out. single game that's there yeah. it's like there really should be some consideration here for different nominations well, and and that's why i said earlier that's why i said we all know what's going to win because what you all just said is like that's perfect logic and i agree with all of that but here's the thing we're not running the show the people mm, that are running yeah. the show are often the ones that are making these decisions. And the, the people running the show are also the ones that were salivating when they were able to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> at, it at did become the in-show meme, pretty much. All right. So, like, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying that it's the right choice to make, but just, like, I just, like, every time Elden Ring is in a category. Well, yeah, the thing I'm to remember about how the win. Game Awards are judged is they're judged by a group of industry people from games journalism. So it's a bunch of games journalists, and I yeah, presume no, and I understand that. involved. But that the I thing just... to remember there is it's not necessarily the same people that are making the Game Awards decisions that are coming up with the nominations, but it is a committee brought together by the Game Awards, so there's a, a bit of wibbly room there. But you're absolutely right. This is just a... The way that we judge games is not the way that they are going to judge the games. I... And, and listen, like, if Elden Ring does sweep every single category, right... It's not that it wouldn't deserve it. It's like you said. It just wouldn't be a very interesting show yeah. to watch. For, yeah. Especially for because we've had such a good year. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think it's the reason well, that we, we supported last year, the idea of limiting the number of categories games can be a part of. Because, um, hey, even if you don't, you're not in the best role-playing game category if you're a role-playing game and you're in the Game of the Year nominees, that should say something. Like, getting nominated exactly. for a category like this is a huge deal already. Yeah. Winning it yeah. is just the cherry on top, right? Because it's so hard to judge a game because it's all subjective. But we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, as we actually talk about the Game Awards when that rolls around because we do need to keep moving. So let's yeah, yeah. pop on to the next category. Oh, God, yeah. Best, Best action, action adventure. adventure. We have some more of our... Uh... Oh, well, the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Plague Tale Wait, Requiem, do... God of War Ragnarok, for Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Can I? Who indies in here? Very happy to see that. Can I? I, I just want to say, I like Horizon Forbidden West. All right. I think it's a fun <laughs> game. I put in plenty of hours into it, and there's a lot of excellent qualities about that game. I don't understand why it's in so many lists this year because it just I think it's honestly it's not there, that there's nothing <laughs> on the level of it to compare it to but at the same time I really agree with you like poof I it's I, not a, it's and again not a terrible game I had a lot of fun playing this game but I, I started replaying listen. Horizon this year Wyatt and I had to quit because of how often Aloy just constantly spoils all the puzzles to herself. I lost my mind. Oh, <laughs> like, you're gonna you're gonna lose this. your mind playing God of War Ragnarok. They do the same thing. Oh, I'm oh, waiting. No, and, because I've seen the complaints <laughs> and I, I've heard that they they looked into some kind of solution for it to okay. but, have but, an option. But it, it is infuriating but, when games do that. What I was going to say is, in this category and in any other category that Forbidden West shares God of War Ragnarok Ragnarok with, Wagnarok. I haven't even finished. Ragnarok yet, and I can already say I it's a better game. Like, yeah, I haven't put in as many hours. I haven't finished the game or the story, but I'm like, this is a much better game. And yeah. I just, <laughs> I mean, even Man. just I've only played about two hours of God of War Ragnarok, and they were very good. So I'm very happy with it so far, even though I'm not very it, far in. It get it, it's so yeah, it's so good, and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i do think there are a few oddball picks here um horizon forbidden west to me is an oddball pick just because i think compared to other games of similar quality there is no way it can win yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of stacked against it uh stray to me is odd because action adventure implies action combat adventure. yeah stray is not a game that it it actively discourages combat at all points and i don't believe there is combat in stray the, i've played like two-thirds of that game i think if, if this so, was just purely an adventure category i feel like this would make this pick would make much more sense. i'm not upset that it's here but it does confuse me uh tunic Weird. i think fits the category perfectly um i guess play the action Requiem. is running away from the things that are like swarming you yeah in, in some parts of stray i mean maybe but i, I don't want to justify it for them um <laughs> i think <laughs> to me the the thing that screams out to me here We'll see if they do the thing they did last year where they just give this one game all the awards anyway and God of War Ragnarok sweeps, which I could see it being possible because it's a very good game from what I've played of it. Uh, I think this is a chance to give Plague Tale a bit of rec recognition because it doesn't really fit into anything else. So, so I, I do I do have a question. I yep. the, the first game was a stealth game primarily, right? They, they have combat, yeah. They're stealth I games do. primarily, but they do have combat. Okay. Because from all the marketing of Requiem, it seemed like it was more combat heavy than 
in a sense. And I yeah, think I think the idea is that, that your characters are more experienced yeah. now. Your, so your little brother with greater threats. Your little brother has his rat powers down. Rat powers? <laughs> don't spoil anything. Quiet. Yeah, we're, we're not <laughs> going to. Anything you say about Requiem will inherently be a spoiler because it's a sequel. So we're not going to talk yeah. about. Something. We oh, can't talk sure. about it. Um, yeah, that's this category. I think this is going to go to God of War, Tunic, or Plague Tale. That would be my my yep. three for this. Unless anyone has other thoughts. Sounds Best action right. game. Mm. This is another weird, weird one for me. Because here too. <laughs> Why this is one that I I really fighting? don't get because I think Call of Duty doesn't make sense for this. No, like, it's not a. We need to stop lumping in shooters with action games because it's such a a, huh. <laughs> a weird comparison and just doesn't yeah. work because you can't judge them on the same categories at all. Uh, and it's not a knock to Call of Duty at all. It's just it doesn't oh, oh. fit this category. It really Different shouldn't. Kind of game. Um, Bayonetta three should not win this, even though it's a very good game. Should not win this. It's it's the worst of the Bayonetta. But Ryan, games. look at that pose. Look at that pose. <laughs> oh man, I'm I, I, can't I, do I, that. I see the pose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is this is probably directly going to see if we were neon white. I don't really see other mm. contenders here unless they decide to go the Call of Duty route, which I'll just be confused if they do. <laughs> I feel like people I'll, will get I'll angry be mildly if disgusted if they do. Yeah, I feel like people get angry, and I would agree too. It doesn't fit this category. It would be a weird pick if they if they if it did win, given even given how much I have been. Enjoying but this is it. see the reason um, this is weird to me is that I think there's a lot of other games that could have filled this spot, um, yeah. that aren't <laughs> shooters or something else. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I I get why I think this is maybe they wanted to not use the same games in every category because. This is definitely one that you could have also fit God of War and Elden Ring yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's hard to say that that might be the reason why the, it's a different category. But yeah, I think there's other games that could have been here. Yeah. Weird mishmash. And I think there's also, there's enough, I forget if, if, if there is one, then COD really shouldn't be here. But if, if there isn't a shooter category, then I feel like they were counting all the really, really good single player indie shooters that have been coming out recently. Uh, that oh, have God. been really popular too. I feel like you could absolutely have a category of that, and at least have them be represented. Over the past Weird. like five, four or five years, the amount of like not just boomer shooters, but quality boomer yeah. shooters that have come out, like it almost deserves like first person shooters now because there's so many good ones, especially on the indie level being made, almost deserves its own category at this That's, point. Yeah, this is one. I, I would question why Ghostwire Tokyo is not here because th- this is where I would put Ghostwire. As well as oh, Dying sure. Light, because like those are two big omissions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's what I mean. There's just so many <laughs> games that aren't represented. Oh my god. Well, you know, speaking of that, I'm I'm disappointed. There's no uh, Crunker category. <laughs> I know. So sad. So sad. No browser no, no, no. based Crunker FPS category. category. Every single entry is Crunker. crunker. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Best VR Ooh, slash lab. AR. Uh, I don't have much have... to say here because I'm not really yeah. in tune. I don't with think any of us VR. do. Yeah, uh, but still, I, I do occasionally fall... play VR, but it is all entirely Beat Sabers. <laughs> I, a lot of people are are in that same boat. I think. Or after the... the fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book Two, and Red Matter Two. I've heard I a lot of good things games. about Bone Lab. Yeah, Bone Lab looks, looks really Moss looks really cute for the few minutes that I'm able to watch. Moss VR One video was content. phenomenal. Bone Lab looks very fun physics-wise and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. I've never and after the fall, it does look fall. very good, but I don't know I, what that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a. I don't think we can make a judgment on this just because yeah. none yeah. of us play enough of it. With the the marketing force, Bone Lab is the only one I I know has had significant marketing push, so that might win out of sheer marketing force alone. Not a knock on quality, just don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, innovation, innovation, innovation accessibility. And accessibility. Huh. Alright, we got As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. This is a decent list. As Dusk Falls, I would would not have put here. I understand why it's here, but it's it's not a good fit. Is anyone else surprised that there's... Because there was that game that was entirely based on you being a blind person. That was last playing year. A blind that was last oh, that year. was last year. That was nominated oh. last year. I believe. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh. think which everyone now, was really confused. There by. are two Sony games on here, which I think almost, especially recently, almost always have a good fit here because they yeah they, they really do both have good menus. And I'm and I know like remakes for for um you know game of the year nominations is bizarre i kind of agree with you there but last of us part one yeah this has... category is different though because this category is yeah. not about the game it's about how well, also, do the accessibility options work with the game well but also it would be getting an award for something that wasn't in the first game it's a new edition right? yeah and the only reason i feel that... weird about last of us part one here is that last of us part two i believe i want to say it won last year didn't it um, I think so. which, deserved. <laughs> which deserved which deserved but this is last Wait. of part one's accessibility is really just last of us part two's accessibility options was it I, no I, I, mean, I think i think forza might have won oh forza I th- I did win because we were freaking out right. because the car game won over the, the game the mute, about you the, the, being um, a blind sign person. language interpretation oh yeah uh you know what? Give it to Last of Us Part One. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah. I'm okay with that uh, then. Because <laughs> yeah. there, there's been a lot of hubbub around this game as a remake. It's price point, whatever. Doesn't matter for this category. That accessibility yeah. option, or that that accessibility menu is like incredible. And also, it's just you know what I'm, I just realized, and I'm now fuming as it, at its lack of inclusion in any of the past categories. Metal Hellsinger. Oh, action or shooter that yes, that was this year. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought it was on Game Pass for a while. I don't know. No, that, it, it was on Game Pass at lunch. Oh, it came out very recently. Yeah, it was dream <laughs> on the front ago. page. Probably came out a little bit ago. Okay, yeah. Now I'm angry about that too, Ryan. Crap. Yeah, now I'm ups- legitimately upset <laughs> that lack oh. of inclusion for it. Oh, god. Um, all right, yeah, I think we've talked about accessibility enough. I do believe Return to Monkey Island has some cool options as well, but I haven't played it yet, so I'm not sure. Community Best support. Community support. The, uh, some familiar faces in this category that are here every year because they're the only games yeah. that generally get good community support. Um, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. You know... I could say no I could see Sky. any of these taking it except for Apex, and I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I could. Well, I feel like with that. every update, people get more and more angry at Apex. <laughs> it gets worse because Apex. Worse. When I hear about Apex, it's usually negative. When I hear about any of the others, it's usually a cool thing going on. I, so... I believe I believe I've stated this in a previous episode, but the fact that No Man's Sky has been releasing like what three or four updates yeah. per year for yeah. the past however many years, and not a single one of them has been poorly received, right? The the community has always been super happy whenever these updates come out, says a lot. Not just the volume of updates, but 
how extensive they are and how well received they are needs to be taken into consideration yeah. as well. Something my gut is telling me for some reason that Destiny 2 is going to win this year. Really? I do think, I think that's because Destiny 2's last expansion was received so much better than any of the other ones that it's had the turnaround. And the problem with this category in particular is that it's the same four games every year are in here. You always have No Man's Sky, you always have Fortnite, and you always have Final Fantasy fourteen. So those games don't need to win again because they've won before. <laughs> as much as I love Final Fantasy fourteen, at this point it's a given that it has the best community support of any game. Yeah. So just let it sit there in its laurels. It doesn't need to win more. But it's also... Uh, the one thing that sticks out in a strange way to me with Final Fantasy fourteen, and this isn't like something that completely disqualifies it from this business. They're, the community letters are very weird. Final Fantasy XIV's community letters are amazing. They do live letters like once a month where the developers go through every new thing that's going to be added in extreme detail. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, you, know what, you know what's the weirdest pick for the... For the, 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 the reason you may not have heard of them is that they're streamed in Japanese with English subtitles. Yeah. So they're that's... not as well heard about as other things. So I don't think they're a thing that you can easily read the way you can um, other games. But with patch notes, totally read it, it... readable. They they would not be in the accessibility bit. Forget it yeah. for the uh, community. The only you know thing with Final Fantasy fourteen that might cinch it for it this year is the island sanctuary is a big deal to a lot of people to have the Animal Crossing thing in Final Fantasy fourteen. So I could see if some game critics have really been enjoying their island sanctuaries that cinching something just because it's that type of like cat content that just isn't present in any of the other games. And it's fresh on the mind, but at the same time, I think this content is also a lot, or th this award is a lot about um, a combination of the updates and community goodwill, which I think is No Man's Sky and Destiny 2 right now have been get getting much better at that regard. No Man's Sky has been repeatedly every year since it released, but... One, one thing I will say that stands out to me here is that, like, on the surface, Fortnite seems like an obvious pick because it does get a ton of updates just in terms of, like, skins, content, whatever. But as Ryan and I have discovered when we played that game somewhat recently together, it's a it's almost a case of, like, there's too much now. Like, mm -hmm. there's been so many weird, like, updates, changes. It just, there's so it's much not even going too on. Much. It's too much that you can't catch up on because it's all gone. So you yeah. walk in and you just don't understand what's happening. I, we'll have to have a separate Fortnite discussion because we do we do need to move on. So yeah, yeah I, I, this one not a not an easy category to call because they're all deserving of being there. Best mobile, mobile game. Best mobile Whoa. game. Oh, the crowd goes mild. Oh. <laughs> wow. Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. I think Can Marvel I Snap is hands down gonna win. Zero question really? over anything else Marvel here. Snap? I've never even Marvel Snap game. is an extremely well-designed card game. It just came out very recently. Oh. Um, it is one of the best card games I've played recently, and it's also not super greedy. So oh. I think it's going to win very easily. I don't think there's really a, a lot of competition with the other games here because they're all a lot more narrow in their user base mm -hmm. than Marvel Snap is. So... This is a. I think this is zero question going to Marvel Snap. I'll just believe you. I have nothing to say other than yeah. that. <laughs> Qualifying that with, I, I don't know anything about Tower of Fantasy, Apex Legends Mobile. Nothing about those two are, are yeah. known to me. Genshin Impact, I think, isn't going to win because it's already been out for a long time. So. Marvel Snap's new and the new hot thing. 
Best, Best indie. indie. Oh, Cult of the Lamb. Oh, yeah. Cult of the Lamb. Neon White. Light. Sifu again. Well, Neon White again. Sifu again. Stray again. And Tunic again. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is just weird. Uh, These are all feel... good games, but we don't need to repeat everything. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's I really think Hellsinger? Best Debut where's... Indie and Best Indie should be completely separated. Yeah. And what's yeah. there? Um, I do think the the glaring thing here is Cult of the Lamb being present. I haven't played it, but what from what I've heard, I think it deserves to win. Yeah, I, I would give this to Cult of the Lamb just for being a really, really good version it's on of my, that type of roguelike. It's it's on my, my list of games that is titled Games I Will Play After I Finish God of War. <laughs> because nothing else comes before <laughs> The ever-growing right list. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 It's, it's right up growing, there. Wyatt. It, it seems like a perfect Nintendo Switch game. Um, just like a good like 2D like top down roguelike like that's what the switch yeah, we're was built for. One where good. you don't have to worry about those frame drops. Well, apparently it runs at 30 frames now, but they're coming out with a 60 FPS patch for it at some point, so whatever. But I, I do think this is definitely going to either Tunic or Cult of the Lamb. That'd be my my two that are yeah. competing at the high enough level for this category. I'll I, not any harshing to the other games here. I think they're all also very good. But Stray does not have a lot more going on to it than the five-hour cat journey, which is very good, but for a best indie game, especially because I I think the debut indie should be separated, really think this should go to either Cult of the Lamb or Tunic. Again, Tunic, though, being debut indie, like this is why these categories get so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And because oftentimes the the games that get the most focus are the ones that have the most buzz i would feel like cult of the lamb has had the most attention out of all the other ones yeah here. it's had a ton of buzz but it's also been extremely well received which is a rare combo yeah, yeah. all right moving on i wish signalis is on here somewhere anyway yeah, i do wish best best ongoing. ongoing it's that's this the, is exact the same, same thing category as... again except for genshin being swapped out I don't uh, think it's anything new. These are the same games as was in the. Uh, the only the... thing that's missing here is No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, what it was yeah, swapped yeah. out with. Only thing that's been swapped out. I, Nothing I was swapped. It was just new. removed. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered all of this in the last one. All the stuff we said in the the best community support has is the same. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep moving. Games, games for, for impact. impact, the eternally weird category that's always hard yeah. to, to tell. A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. I've heard of exactly one of these. I haven't heard of Exocolonist. I've heard of them. My vote would be for Endling. So I I have played As Dusk Falls completely. Toss it out. (laughs) (laughs) Not not because it's bad, but because it doesn't fit the category at all. Yeah. (laughs) There is very little in that game that would relate to this. Um, Citizen Sleeper, I do know briefly what it is about, and I think it's a very good fit. I haven't played it, though, so I'm not going to judge its quality. Um, but it, it tackles a lot of, like, social issues in terms, in the idea of, like, you're a sleeper robot on a space station that's, like, overthrown the corporation, and you're having to, like, adapt to normal life afterwards, is Uh. my brief, that could be a little bit wrong, because the last time I heard about it was a while back, but... It sounds very interesting, and I've heard it tackle some really unique issues. Indling is very, very good. It's a nice, nice little game about your spirit foxes. Uh, know nothing about hindsight. I know nothing about Mimar Blue. I've heard I was a teenage exocolonist is good, but I don't know what it's about. 
That's that's my right. It's the title. Right, the title. Hey, the title's interesting. It's giving me me manga light novel title. <laughs> Flashback. It's also it's also yeah. Finji too. What's that? So you got that that tunic rep. Same, oh. same publisher slash dev. I don't know. That could be a mark of quality. Uh, do we have anything else to add for this? Other than that we just the only thing I'll add on here is I think one of the things that's going to win this is either Citizen Sleeper or As Dusk Falls because they're on Game Pass and more of the critics will have played them. Yeah, that makes sense. Fortunately or unfortunately, but that's the truth. Best, Best performance. performance. We have... Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, they had the title. Oh. I was confused for a sec. I was like, this person's Hello, name judge. isn't Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. We got Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem. We got Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok. We got Men Engage. I'm going to pray that I said that right for Immortality. And someone else can say that guy's name for God of War Ragnarok. Sunny because I don't want to be the one that mispronounces it. I assume so. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um... <laughs> Okay. Can I can I I'm gonna open up this conversation. Um I love Ashley Birch as a, a voice actor. I think she almost always does an incredible job. I've never been a huge fan of her performance in Horizon. It's very yeah. like breathy and strange. That's done hundred percent down to voice direction, not to her. Yes, yeah, not like, the, not to weird her decisions. Like, she's she's been she's excellent in so many things, like Tiny Tina, for example. She kills Life that is character. strange, she, she kills does, it. Life is strange. So many good things. I just feel like Horizon is her weaker work, and that has nothing to do with her. Um, the only other thing I want to say, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, completely deserved. He's fantastic. Sonny Soljic, Sol- Soljic? Soljic is an odd choice because I think, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I think the voice actor who voices Freya does a uh, much, much, much better job. Even just the in, one scene I've had those characters in the same room with, I agree with you. Though I do wonder how much of that is voice direction, because Soljek is being directed to be like a moody teenager. <laughs> yes, but I would also... And again, this is also another voice like a, a voice direction thing, but I feel like he was better in the first game than he is here. And maybe that's just... Still... There's a number of factors that go into that, but I just feel like uh, what's oh, I feel bad for not knowing her name, so I'm gonna look at that now. But I feel like she deserves to be here. If you're gonna have two people from God of War Ragnarok, she deserves to be here more slightly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I also think this is it's weird to have two people from the same game on this. I would have just yeah. left it to Christopher Judge because yes. I do think it is odd to have two people that worked on the same game when there were a lot of narrative games released this year that could have had someone here. Um, my my personal pick for this is Immortality. Uh, Man engages job there because immortality is an fmv game so her performance is much more involved uh and the the pitch for immortality is it's about an actress who is immortal kind of going through the the decades and you're like watching clips of her unreleased stuff to kind of piece together the story super cool it's on game pass uh she does a great job so that'd be my oddball pick for this Mm -hmm. um because I think otherwise, Immortality doesn't necessarily fit a lot of other games' categories super well, because FMB games are just mm-hmm. hard to categorize. But mm-hmm. for voice performance, that is 100% the whole role of those games is yeah. to deliver a good performance. Um, though I wouldn't be upset at anyone. The only person I'd be upset for winning this is not even Ashley Birch, it's just Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I don't, want, I don't again, want Aloy to win. No, you can no, no. separate not, the two. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Great voice actor just not a fan of the direction she was given for that character. 
best audio design. Audio design. Um, we this this is this is a less weird category. Yeah, at least what I can get. I'm, I'm okay uh, with got, this category. I've played we got four. Modern Warfare two. Uh, we got Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, again and again and again. Gran Turismo seven, again. Horizon Forbidden West, again. Okay, if Gran Turismo seven is gonna win anything, it's gonna be this. But I I don't it know if it sense. deserves it because it, it does have a very good car sounds. But I don't know if car sounds is enough compared oh. to. Uh, some of the other games. Well, I here. think they they focus mainly on technical accuracy, and I still think while that's you know pretty cool, I don't think that's always enough to win. You know, so I've played four of the five games on this list. The only one I haven't played yeah. is Gran Turismo. Um, I'm gonna say this: Modern Warfare Two has excellent sound design. No matter what you want to say about that yeah. game as a whole, the sound design is just like incredible. And that's always I, been good for the the yeah. two more recent Modern Warfare's. I think the original one, I, it probably feels like the original one's better just because it was newer that there was like such cool yeah. attention to detail with that. But yeah, I, I feel like we can discount Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West from this because they have good sound design, but nothing that nothing is outstanding. Whereas I think, I, I think Modern Warfare Two, Grand Turismo Seven, God of War Ragnarok, you can point to them and go, "That's really good sound design for all of yeah. them." And it, and I think the other thing is too, it's hard for open world games to compete with like linear scripted experiences yeah. where they have much more control over the audio. For sure. So, uh, I would give it to Modern Warfare 2 just because I, I it's be just so yeah. well done. So I'm happy well. with pretty much anything except for Elden Ring or Forbidden West. <laughs> and I like Elden Ring a lot, but I, I just don't think I wouldn't point to audio design as its strong suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, best score in music. Uh, hey, there Can it is. <laughs> Found it. Uh, yeah. Tale Requiem again. Elden Ring again. God of War Ragnarok again. Metal Hellsinger finally. Oh <laughs> yes. yeah. Chronicles three again, but for a lot less agains than the other one. All right. This, I think this category is simple. We got four amazing soundtracks and then one phenomenal soundtrack that is yeah, built into gameplay. Like, if you don't give this to Metal Hellsinger. You're making some weird decisions because that's weird. a game where the entire game loop revolves around the music. It's yeah. so good, and it's all composed I, for the game. Yeah, I so so I'm I'm torn because like it should go to Metal Hell Singer first of all. I just want to get that off my chest. Um, and I feel like it, because it's the only category that it's in, it's probably going to win. <laughs> I mean, we said that last year, and that did not work I, out. I hope it wins. That's so true, bad. but. In terms of what music resonates with me more, it's God of War Ragnarok because I am not like the biggest fan of metal music and just God of War Ragnarok's soundtrack speaks to me more. But in terms of what game on this list deserves it more as a whole, Metal Hellslinger, definitely. Yeah, I think this is a this is a category where four of these games are competing on subjective taste. Metal mm-hmm. Hellsinger is a game where the music is the gameplay it is a and music that is game <laughs> more so than even like a rhythm game because it is the music yeah. game i i think that soundtrack if even a little bit of it didn't work if the bpm was off by a tiny bit in one song if you, a single thing was off kilter if the music didn't layer correctly there's so many things that could go wrong and none of it went wrong um that's not to say any negative things but the other soundtracks here because i if it, if metal Hellsinger were not on this list i'd probably give it to xenoblade because xenoblade Yasunori Mitsuda is yeah. a legendary composer, and his work in Xenoblade 3 is some of his best. Um, the way they, they have motifs running through all the songs is so, so good. 
Uh, God of War Ragnarok, I'm just not far enough. And Elden Ring, great music. It It's an open world game, and that hurts the idea of motifs running yeah. through this stuff um, in a way that is, you know, conducive to a, like, soundtrack telling a story. Haven't played played Tell Requiem. Yeah. I, I think this Metal is... Singer is the clear pick yeah. here. Uh, this is the one Very for me where if Elden up. Ring... If Elden Ring somehow wins this one, I will just be straight up mad because it's just not on the same yeah. level as the rest of the... I think you could probably replace it with a different game and it would make more sense. I mm. like the music in Elden Ring, but like... It's very few people are pointing to Elden Ring's soundtrack as the thing it should win an award for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It deserves other things a lot more than this to the point where I think yeah. it's taking the spot for something else that uses music better. It's, it's the same um, situation with audio design, right? Like... Not yeah. that it's bad, it's just there are other awards. Yeah, there's things that have done a better job. Yeah. Best, Best Art Direction. Alright. God of War. Well. Horizon Forbidden West. Scorn and Stray. This I'm actually not upset at the repeats here because I do think these are the best picks from this year. This makes sense. If you're going to repeat what? something, if you're going to use these repeats for anything, this is where it makes sense for all these. Yeah. And this is also a category where I'm not upset to see Horizon Forbidden West here because yeah. that world is incredible so pretty. and so well. Just the only designed. reason. So scroll up a little bit. Let me let me read the the blurb for this just to see if I get if I need to be mad. Um, okay, <laughs> so I do need to be a little bit mad at Horizon Forbidden West. Not to say I think its artistic styling and animations are fantastic, but that calls out art direction. And the art direction of Horizon yes. Forbidden West is at odds with the gameplay of the game in a way that really, really hurts it. The same thing happened in the first Horizon game. Man, you should not have to tap a thing on your head to highlight the world in triangles to see what you can climb. Bad decision. <laughs> so, and that is because of the art style is so bright and poppy that you can't tell what's going on. Mm. When it can also get. It can also get like. Uh, with some of the like robot designs and also some of like the robotic interiors of buildings, it can get very visually noisy. It's always yeah. visually noisy. It is not a moment it, where it, it isn't yeah. visually noisy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's the only reason I'd be a little upset of that ones. I still think if you're talking about like design and creature direction and artistic like capabilities, that team is phenomenal, but yes. they just need a stronger handle on a design language to not run into the same I, issues they've been running or, into. Or just like games. maybe, or maybe just like reined in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just reined back a tiny bit. We look at Ghost of Tsushima. You don't need to be the best visuals. You just need to have clarity in what you're looking look at. And Elden also Ring. Good looking. And Elden Ring. Brett, thoughts on Baby Paste? I'm <laughs> glad that Baby Paste is yeah. being represented where Baby yes. Paste belongs. Because I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, I don't think Scorn belongs in any of the categories. I don't yeah. agree with how much people dislike the game because I mm -hmm. think it is a very good game at what it does, but. There's not like, there's not a gross out category. There's not an atmospheric category. There's not a puzzle category. Is there not a it horror is... category? There might not be. <laughs> actually. Yeah, there really weren't yeah, a lot of horror so. games this year that came out um, or high profile. So. Not at least big profile ones. Uh, rest in peace, Ignatius. Um, I oh. Scorn is the yeah. The, this is the one place where it belongs because no other game looks like that and is also no that, one's going to be like, upset if Scorn wins. Nah, yeah, I I, oh I kind of want it to uh, as much yeah. as I genuinely think that Elden Ring is one of the prettiest games I've ever played mm. because it does the Tsushima thing about as good as Tsushima and in some places even better because it can elevate itself mm -hmm. to fantasy and is not held back by realism like almost at all. 
And the Eternal uh, Cities are the most visually striking things I think I've ever seen in games. Yeah, it's crazy. Period. Yeah. Uh, that said, I also want to give a shout out to God of War Ragnarok because I'm yes. not very far in that game. Uh, Wyatt, you are going to know immediately what I'm talking about. First boss fight, the oh. tree that happens during the fight. Oh my oh. god, is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's so tree. cool. It's such a great visual direction. It is. It oh. is also, and this may not be 100 like in line with the category, but it is also we have seen. We've talked about this before. We have seen a lot of interpretations of like just the viking era and viking mythology in video games this is my favorite interpretation of it just from like a visual design standpoint it's it's so so good um yeah yeah it, it definitely deserves to be too, here because stray mm -hmm. is legitimately the thing that i think it has most going for it is its visual design um so yeah good category all around i, I yeah. wouldn't be upset with anything i i do think forbidden west is the odd egg out here but not to a degree where i'd be upset if it wins no, I'll no, just be I'm a not little bit. I'll, I'll just be a little bit miffed that they didn't consider the gameplay ramifications of mm. <laughs> the art style they went with. All right. right. Best okay. narrative. Some more repeats. Yeah. Uh, we got Plague Tale again, Elden Ring again, God of War again, again. Horizon again, and Immortality not again because it was just the voice actress last time. So I'll let it yeah. slip just this once. Um. I mean that the thing is is that I'm not sure if any game doesn't deserve to be here necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's just the same thing where it's like repeats again and again and again. Narrative development. This in the is, game? this would have been would argue throw against some Forbidden West as well. Yes, I feel like this is the sure. place that you fit a Signalis. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I, I think could have really upset me with this category is if Last of Us Part One was here. <laughs> That would be so cool. As much as that I love the story of that game, oh my god. So I'm someone sad. who actually bought that game, and I would be like, yeah, no, this is dumb. Yeah, I, I'd just be upset. Um, I, I would be happy with any of these winning. I don't. I haven't played Plague Tale. I haven't played uh, Immortality. Um, but Elden Ring I, I, is the what? weird one. Well, you know what? I would say that uh, Horizon Forbidden West does not have enough good, a good enough story I, to be here. Yeah, I, I, I didn't so want to From what you've told me about the story, it, so. it's um um there's some really cool ideas and some cool events on paper that happen, but the ending alone just made me so angry because of just how nothing it mm. was that like it really deflated everything else it had going for it in my opinion. It was yeah, one so of we'll those just pretend really... we traded that out for Signalis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my pick here. I've got my champion. Let's let's give Brett his champion. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take the pity pick. I will. Uh, I we're worth pointing out by this point. I think we're in the category now. People whining about Elden Ring being here. Uh, I I don't know. I I do something else than than read a completely uh straight line linear narrative for once and try playing a video game. Yeah. So I, we were, I think Elden we Ring is. A complicated pick. So, Brett, I did watch the video that you sent. Uh, the video by Zuli the Witch, who does some phenomenal from software, short, concise uh, analysis videos and like cool Easter eggs and whatnot, uh, did a video about why Elden Ring would be considered in best narrative because a lot of people were really confused at that. Um, yes. Which is justifiable because I do think it presents its narrative in a way that is not accessible to the majority of people. And I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if Brett and I are fully on the same. Uh, agreement with this as to whether or not Elden Ring is is worthy of winning, because 
I do like Elden Ring a lot, but I think some of the the item storytelling things about Elden Ring fall apart when looked under the lens of gameplay because you can see the the areas where the story was kind of tossed aside for gameplay to make sense of like why are there 20 crucible knights and why is one of them just on a random pillar that i can only get to from a portal from this one thing that doesn't make any sense and i don't <laughs> I, I think moments so like old that... that it fell apart ryan and the only way you can get to it now is with the portal yeah but then why, well, why does the portal see that's saying. the only thing that gets me so i agree i agree with everything about like the narrative being deserving of this but i think there's some gameplay stuff that just I don't think it's as consistent as a God of War or yeah. Immortality would be, but I'm not upset if Elden Ring wins. Like I, I like Elden Ring's story a lot, so I got Someone, no issues. And I, so, for context, I haven't seen the video. Uh, I want to because it seems like a video that would interest me quite a bit. But I've also been on record as saying this is not a form of storytelling that I'm a huge fan of. Not because I think it's objectively bad. I just, it's just not for me. Right? It doesn't and grab you. Yeah. It doesn't it grab totally me. Totally um, makes sense. But I do think it totally deserves to be here because just because it's a different form of storytelling and it isn't a linearly told story like God of War Ragnarok doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be here. Yeah. Because what because in that section of time where I did play it, right? And I was like and I was picking up what lore I could with also my friend right next to me telling me what he had also learned on his travels. I think it's very fascinating. And I think it really scratches that itch for people who do like that form of storytelling. So it more than deserves to be here. And just because it's different, I don't, or like a different kind of storytelling, I don't think, you know, that excludes it from here at all. It's definitely more deserving to be here than Horizon Forbidden West, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So. All right. Move on. We're getting in the, in the final two big leagues. This looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Best oh, game you direction. Wait, you you changed the page? I know, right? <laughs> I it's like they just page? flipped around the things a little bit. Uh, Elden Ring again, God of War Ragnarok again, <laughs> Horizon again, Immortality again, not saving it this time, and Stray again. Uh, this uh, one, this we one tossed those... Stray and Horizon in the garbage for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. they're, they're, as much as I like Stray a lot, the game direction of that game is to tell a cool story. If that's the limit of your game direction, you shouldn't be up for the game direction of award. You should be up for the best I, uh, art direction and all the other narrative if you wanted to. Yes. Game direction is I've not gotten, the right fit for Stray. I've gotten to the point where I just can't talk about any of these categories because I have no experience in any of the games. <laughs> that's that's a really big problem of having so few games be in the top echelon of like yeah. 12 tiers or whatever. Because if you haven't played any more than one of them or none at all, it's just like, oh, well, my friend told me this one was cool. I... I guess that's my connection to the whole like last hour of the game awards now. It's just yeah. so weird. I Oh, they are probably going to stretch out to, these last 3 to 4 categories. You know it. Or... Uh, to, to throw my two cents in, I think one thing that should come across when you're playing a game that indicates good direction is confidence, right? Like yeah. when you have a good sense of like these developers were proud and confident of what they were making not only does it show in the quality of the game but you like feel it right Would you say... like, game direction is is about vision it's about the team having a shared vision and achieving that vision well, and i i think about... a lot of the games that up in this list have done that yes but speaking about confidence why would you say that a mark against that might be the character telling you the solution to a puzzle over and over <laughs> again that's a that's a fair point 
that is a very fair point. Something that they are. Yeah, I think they do want to fix. That's what this comes um, down to me personally. So, I think this the simple solution for God of War Ragnarok: just add a mute Atreus button. <laughs> a don't give me hints taller. Does, mm, does, yeah. or, or you know what? Child. Quadruple the length of the timer. Maybe even ten times it because it's not enough. Yeah. It is the the one puzzle that I did was not a puzzle because he just told me what to do as soon as I walked. Oh, into the like oh no! I'm not very far in that game, but it was already my experience. I think, man, that needs to change because you have some really cool puzzle designs, at least in the first game. So let them actually be so, puzzles. So to be to be honest about the puzzle thing, it never bothered me because I always found the solution to the puzzle before they spoiled it for me. In my experience, see that's so why the reason it happens to me is because I always, as soon as I'm in a room in a game, will go check every other corner of the room yes, before I do the thing. Exactly, you, do. you don't want to miss that's anything. Fair. So that that is my problem is I see the solution first, but then before I do it, because I'm going around looking through, and I generally find like a chest or something hidden when I do that. Yeah. Uh, you can find hidden chests. You can too. find yeah, secrets and things because you don't know if you're like you. There could be a possibility that you're never going to be able to get back to that area again for some reason. Yeah. yeah, and I think we do have the interesting dichotomy here of God of War maybe does that too much, Elden Ring maybe doesn't do it enough <laughs> with some yeah. quests of, like, <laughs> there are certainly quests in Elden Ring that I don't know how you would ever figure them out without a wiki, because yeah. people just yeah. show up in locations that you would never go to at that point in the game unless you were looking it up or just stumbled across it because you were going and clearing area you didn't do. So... I, I don't also, think this is a situation where like Elden Ring is better be because Elden Ring has the yeah. same issue, but the reverse for yeah. some things. Um, and, just and, a lot of that is from software adapting to an open world. Yeah, and I would also say that outside of the puzzles, because I do agree in that specific instance, but outside of the puzzle hints, I think it does exude that confidence. Yeah, just absolutely. As, much mm, as yeah. 2018 did, like a lot of the set pieces are so well designed and just and just the fact like if we're talking about direction just the fact that God of War Ragnarok and 2018 are able to keep this look of a one shot camera for the mm -hmm. entire game the yeah. only time the camera cuts is when you die and you like go to a loading screen that is it even the loading screens, you're still in the game, and it's still one camera. If there shot. was like a cinematography award for games, ooh, more Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, because I do because think. They... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. No, no, go for it. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think what this category will probably end up being is whoever doesn't get Game of the Year, because it's it's. I we all know mm. either Elden Ring or God of War is gonna get Game of the Year before we even see the nominees. We know that. So yeah. one of the two will get Game of the Year. I think the one that doesn't will get this award, which is. Yes. Um, it's, it's I don't know if that's correct. It's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think in a vacuum, my vote would be for Elden Ring just because of the the confidence to blatantly ignore every open world <laughs> trend of recent years is exactly what I want from a game. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think game direction fits that more than game of the year. But at the same time, if Elden Ring does win game of the year, I think God of War should get this because God of War absolutely is a phenomenal achievement that deserves... I think just just as much as Elden Ring this this award. All right, moving on. We got the Last big one. Win. Oh boy! Oh, we have six <laughs> game of the year. In this, we, have, this we have one surprise nomination and, <laughs> and then a ton of repeats. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. 
again, can we just take Horizon Forbidden West and just toss it out of here immediately? Okay, just so we're replacing it with Signalis. We're replacing it with Signalis. Just sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I, I'm not even saying it's a bad game. It just doesn't deserve to be here. Yeah, we've talked about Horizon Forbidden West enough, so we'll we'll just get to talk about that. Stray also, I mean, Stray's great. This is a this is like throwing a, a puppy into a den of wolves. <laughs> It's true. That poor <laughs> thing is going to be dust. Take it out. Just, just pull it. Like, literally the a two-day-old puppy and just just oh. plop it right in. <laughs> everyone, everyone loves the puppy, but the vicious wolves are gonna eat it. <laughs> they do not love the puppy. Oh, no. um, it is Chronicles Three. Great game. There's no way it's gonna give it a year. It, feel, it feels too niche compared to the rest of the nominees. Yeah, like so, even Ryan. as someone who loves Xenoblade. I'd rather give it to Elden. <laughs> so, so why did exactly? I have a question for you three. Why exactly did they put two to three games that are just purely fodder in here? Well, Xenoblade is not fodder. So Xenoblade is not fodder because I think it is. If you are not considering Elden Ring and God of War, it is the next tier down. It is just one step below. But I think there is a solid step there. There's like a full. You got to step up the step ladder to get to God of War and Elden Ring. And it's just one rung below, along with every other game this year, because nothing else is competing on that level. That's it. That's the the guide. I think there. I think that's just. Otherwise, there would be two games here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Legitimately, our finalists. To be honest. I, um, I think the only real oddball here is just Stray. And Stray, I think, just really stands out as not being on the same level as any of these games. Well, in terms I would of like say a, a full game of the year contender. I I guess, but again, like I would say even more so Horizon Forbidden West because it's just not just n- anywhere near the quality level of like any of these yeah. other picks here. Um, I so okay. I've played the two real contenders here. <laughs> okay, which is Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok. Right, I have not finished either. There's only one game on this list that I really want to finish, and that's God of War Ragnarok. After my 10, 12 ex- like hours of time with Elden Ring, if it wins Game of the Year, which I am just putting my foot down, it's going to win. That I, I 100% Jeez. it's going to win, right? Yeah. Um, I would not be upset at all, even if it's not spiritually my game of choice. If it did win, I would not be upset with that yeah at all. and i i think I, i'm the same as you but the reverse of i will finish god of war because it's it's a much shorter game than elden ring is but um elden ring to me is the clear uh thing that i would go to if i had to make a choice about what game from this list to go back and play instantly elden ring in fact i am planning to re-download elden ring and purchase it again for so i can play it on my computer with mods oh boy <laughs> But and play more Elden Ring as soon as I'm through God of War. So but would you be angry if God of War won? Oh, absolutely. Would not. you be upset? No, I'd be totally fine with it. I, I, I would be angry if God of War won both Best Game Direction and Game of the Year. Yes. Well, e- in either case, if one, if one won both. Yeah, I, I think this is really a situation where these two should trade these awards because they both are on yeah. almost equal standing to me. Yeah. Um. To the degree where I actually, I almost think that Elden Ring should win Game Direction over Game of the Year, just because I think Game Direction is a stronger mm. 
link to what Elden Ring represents Interesting. Interesting. for AAA, but I would not be upset at it winning Game of the Year, because I think Game of the Year functionally is basically the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. It, practically it speaking, like... they are nearly the same award. Maybe yeah, maybe Game of the Year Maybe Game of the Year is a bit more all-encompassing than Direction, yeah. but it's not far off. Yeah. Which is why I think it would still be fine if it won Game of the Year, because I, I do think the art, the sound, the music, the visual design of everything in Elden Ring is still competing on the Game of the Year level. Um, yeah. Same as God of War Ragnarok. So, yeah, I, I think this is could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've only played... Elden Ring, as as uh, in terms of games on this list, but I mean, I got I got mad respect for God of War because uh, I have a ton of friends that really like it, and from what I've seen, it looks really really cool. Um, uh, so I I you know I only only problem I have with any of the games winning is if they were to just sweep like a bunch of categories yeah. in a row. I don't want to see either Elden Ring. Or God of War Ragnarok. Let the thing that. that gets Game of the Year just get Game of the Year. <laughs> it's yeah, a game like one or two times is fine. It makes like if if you want to do art direction for Elden Ring or God of like that, it, it makes sense. It makes sense given the categories yeah. we have or whatever. Uh, but yeah, for for me, I mean, even in terms of all the other games that I personally played this year, Elden Ring is is all the way at the top because it just does so many things. Mm-hmm. That a lot of other games struggle to do correctly at all. It just, and it the post launch support has been phenomenal. Yeah, like from like every... usually is not this degree of balancing post launch and like actually improving things based on feedback. Yeah, the goal to separate PVE and PvP. I mean, never been done before. Mind blowing. <laughs> Mind, but that's like... it's always the right solution. And you know yeah, what I will it's... say too. And maybe this is more a comment that I should have had in in game direction. But at the end of the day, God of War Ragnarok is a sequel, which and and a sequel that like while it makes a lot of good improvements, does stick quite closely to the formula of the last game. I think it makes a lot of good improvements, but nothing that is like earth shatteringly new and completely changes the format. Right. And in terms of judging game of the year and direction, I think that's an important thing to point out. Yeah, I also think yeah, Elden think Ring, too. you could use the word, word evolution with Elden Ring, of not just a From Software evolution, but an evolution of open world. Yeah, definitely. And showing that there is more than one way to do open world games that people will yeah. respond to and love. Mm. So, yeah. it's not I, saying, it's also... again, not every game needs to be Elden Ring, but it's showing that there well. is another path to making open world games that is not just the same thing yeah and it's also not to demote god of war ragnarok either like yeah because it's a very different type of game it's not they're not yeah comparable in a lot of degrees but but it is but it is something to to keep in mind is that it does use a formula that is familiar because it is a sequel and that's not a bad thing at all it's just it's something to be taken into consideration where it's not an evolution of 2018 to ragnarok it is a very good like improvement with some mm-hmm. great additions but it's not it, it is following yeah. a well-trodden roadmap a very good one and one that i don't think anyone really wants it to deviate much from but it still is the the evolution would be from god of war 3 to god of war 4 that, yeah, that, that is straight up evolution but the, yeah. the thing that i have uh against elden ring here is that we've been we've been harping on the repeats 
from software has already very recently won game of the year for Sekiro, uh, which is a completely different game than Elden Ring. Two complete, <laughs> even though there's some like similar mechanics, you cannot consider them to be the same type of game at yeah. all, or else you are. I, I would not say that's a problem with them. I'd say that's but... a problem with other people not stepping up. <laughs> oh yeah, but other I'm just saying that not... if this is something yeah. that a that 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 an avid uh, an avid I don't know Twitter user would would point out and and and. Terms of and Sekiro to... also won. I want to say, what is Sekiro? Twenty eighteen. Also, didn't God of War? Wait, didn't God of War win twenty eighteen? Did it? Uh, twenty nineteen. Hold on. Yeah. God of War was. I think God of War did win. Right? Oh God! God <laughs> what is everyone? Else? God of War was twenty eighteen. <laughs> won twenty eighteen. Huh. Sekiro. So we're really at the same situation either way. Because <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> Ring huh. both won. Well, uh, we're, we're kind of we're kind of on the same. Uh... <laughs> oh, hey, you know, you know what? You know what? Then we we give it to Signalis. Yeah, just give it to Signalis. I think that's a good spot <laughs> to end. To be honest, um, on that note, we're gonna go to shoutouts because we, we're running long. It's time to wrap oh, up. Oh boy, yeah. We had a good discussion. We'll have another good discussion when this show actually rolls around uh, next week. Game Pass Games Club. We're gonna talk about the games that we picked this month for Game Pass Games Club. It'll be a fun time. All right. Uh, who wants to go first for shoutouts? I'll go first. Go for it. All right. This is a God of War Ragnarok thing. It is a, a throwaway line of dialogue that I thought Please. was hilarious. It's not a spoiler. It's not, it's not a story spoiler. This is one of those, like, you're traveling around in the open world and Mimir wants mm, to yeah. tell you a story. Oh, Mimir, I think, wonderful. I think, I think we're fine, right? He, <laughs> he asks Kratos about one of the things along in his journey. And he alludes to the fact that PlayStation All Stars yes. Battle Royale is canon, which is oh, hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> really funny. I fought in so many tournaments. Funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's like, "Is it true, brother, that you uh you fought a, a, a rotund princess and a and a and a rogue and all this?" And he's like, "No comment." <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's great. Really funny. I will not. I will not discuss this issue. <laughs> Wonderful, uh, dude. Right. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Who else is ready? I I go. I uh for the first time uh recently just finished uh the original Final Fantasy VII, um, and I that's 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 a heavy game for a lot of people, and I totally respect the fact that it is extremely overrated but still very good. Uh, <laughs> when it's not a shout out, I'll talk about it more. Uh, it makes it sound like I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I just had a lot of a lot of nitpicks that developed into problems. Uh, but that, that the last like the last like forty five minutes of game is like absolutely incredible. I'm gonna have to finish it now, Brett. Awesomeness. It's it's worth it. It's worth playing through. Uh, I, am, I, I want to have. I want to say I only have a few hours left. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty. It's not deep super into long. It, so yeah. Um, I want to. Ha- I want to have a. I want to have a one-on-one against you, Ryan, where we discuss. <laughs> oh oh boy! <laughs> and why it's good and why it's bad. <laughs> Alex, are you ready? Uh, yeah, sure. Shout out to I. I was recently digging through things to find files on an old computer, um, and I found one of my like tablet readers with my what used to be my favorite childhood book trilogy on it, the Eddie Dickens trilogy. Wonderful. Nice. All right. Well, my shout out is to uh, the 40 something hours of Elder Scrolls analysis videos that I've watched uh, in the past couple of weeks. 
because <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole of watching the 20-hour Patrician video, and it was very good. And not actively watching, but listening while I'm doing other things. A um, quick retrospective. Which then led to me watching his video on Oblivion, which led to me watching his original video on Morrowind, which led to me watching someone else's video on the entire Elder Scrolls franchise, which led to me then watching another analysis of Oblivion. And it's going to keep going. We have the time! <laughs> well, because I'm doing... It's while I'm playing Skyrim. Sure, sure. <laughs> or doing other things, or doing sure, dishes sure. or something, you know? Have you, you seen the Daggerfall storyline analysis? No, but I'm sure I will now. That <laughs> you said <laughs> <laughs> all right Wonderful. well that's the end of the show as always podcast 7 a.m eastern time on the podcast platform of your choice tuesday mornings uh that's it that's the that's the end of the show good job have i been bobbing my head to music games. people can't hear <laughs> just complete silence the rest of the uh the outro here yes